welcome to Directly to US, the 136th episode of that show. It's our mm-hmm. show. We're Fanatics 4. I am AJ of Fanatics 4, joined by Parker, also of Fanatics 4. You can Die. support Fanatics 4 by going to youtube.com slash Fanatics 4 or twitch.tv slash Fanatics 4 and subscribing with the paid membership on either thing. You know, if you're on Twitch, it's subscribe. Mm-hmm. If you're on YouTube, it's join. And you get the same stuff, man. You get loyalty badges, you get game time with us, you get free switch keys from time to time, you get freaking emotes that are sick. We got one more emote coming. It's not ready yet. It's not ready yet, but I saw this sketch for it and it's hilarious. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I gotta send you the sketch. Um, I don't know if I've even seen the other ones. No, I was about to say, yeah, I don't think I've seen them. I put them in the pin comment on my video. Oh, okay. Here, I'll go take a look. Um, but out. but yeah, the, those are those are the thing that you can use, and you can use them in our Discord by clicking the mm-hmm. link in the description. You can join that for free ninety nine and talk to Brad, not Duncan. He's not getting the shout out. Thought I forgot. I didn't. I forgot why, but I didn't forget. I thought that. he. I thought he regained his access. Oh, yeah, or whatever. yeah, yeah. He regained. No, no, no. He got it back, and then he slighted me again. Oh, oh I see. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Duncan. I took it back. I Come took on, it back. Um, but yeah. Also, you can get access to the supporters only Discord. Uh, people hang out there. You know, mm-hmm. we schedule playing games and whatnot. Freaking Mega Man hits me up and is like, "Yo." Can you be on my stream? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, so that's the thing. Uh, but anyway, we play video games. Did you play a video game this week? <laughs> I yeah, man. I played some. I'm I'm just coming on here to try to see your the emotes. Here, here's the emotes. I'm pull, holding them up to the screen. I could have found it on the other computer. Nice. There they are. There they are. <laughs> that's great. There's another. One. Is the other one Ivysaur? I assume. Yeah, the other one's Ivysaur. Cool. It's toxic. Yeah. Oh wait, let me let me pull up the sketch. Uh this is exclusive for uh for the viewers for directly, directly to you. Yeah. Why is my camera doing weird things? Um but in the meantime, while you do that, I'll talk about some games. I yeah, I played I don't think I played the Pikmin 3 demo before last podcast. I think I played it after. Pretty sure. Um yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. So I played the Pikmin 3 demo since our last podcast and it's really good and i like it a lot and now i want to play the game but i'm torn on <laughs> that's really good there it is that's great is Alyssa making these yeah Alyssa's making them nice oh this is great good job Alyssa. it's true it's true like <laughs> that's good. for everybody who's who's curious it's ivysaur and it says toxic in like toxic cloud stuff and mm-hmm. it's beautiful mm-hmm. um Good stuff. So yeah, I uh, played the Pikmin 3 demo. It's really fun. Uh, I haven't picked up the game yet just because we're saving money and stuff. Uh, so all that. My birthday was the day. Account, yeah, so, and I've thought about that too, but I kind of want to have the save date on my account. So I'm probably just going to wait and ask for the game for Christmas or something like that. So it'll be a bit till I get to play it if that ends up being the case. But um, but that's it. The demo was really fun, so I am looking forward to playing it whenever that does happen. Nice. I got a bone to pick with that game. I'm upset. Okay, I played go it for earlier it. today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was talking about it on stream because I streamed it um, once. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't lose Pikmin <laughs> when I play. I, like, I'm on like day 12 or something like that, and I lost like yep. four Pikmin. Is Are you playing on normal I'm difficulty? playing on normal. I didn't. Okay. Apparently normal is 
So hard on this one is the normal of Pikmin 3 on the Wii U. So they changed it. So normal on this is actually easy, I guess. And ultra spicy is, you know, harder, harder. Uh, than. So it's like, it is, if you play it on normal, it's easier than it was before because hard is the same. So that makes sense. Yep. Which that said, yeah, I mean, it did feel like just in playing the demo because I played normal as well. And it, I was like, it felt easy, but also it was just fun. Like I didn't, but that wasn't even my bone. Okay, my bone, bone that then? I want to pick mm-hmm. is the fact that the Pikmin are stupid. So today <laughs> I was playing the free, I was playing on the thing where you got a, the part of the planet where you save somebody. I don't know, okay. I sure. I yeah. <laughs> I guess I don't want to say because spoilers <laughs> or something. Um, and I was trying to like cross the river. And mm-hmm. to cross the river, you yeet one of your friends over and then you mm-hmm. got to yeet the Pikmin to your friend or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So then I did that and then I switched to my friend on the other side of the river and I made him blow the whistle to call mm-hmm. the Pikmin that are near him. But the Pikmin that are on the other side of the river responded to it and they freaking ran off the things. So I'm like, yo, what's, going, like, what's wrong with y'all? <laughs> it's so freaking dumb. Uh, it's like, yeah. c- couldn't do nothing. They're just freaking dying. So I was yeah. like, wow, man, that's stupid. It is. I mean, I will say it is nice compared to Pikmin 1, just how many quality of life things I noticed in, like it's been three years since I played Pikmin 1 for the only time that I played it. But just so many things that I'm like, um, like being able to whistle in whatever way that you do is it's different. If I think from the original one, there's just so many things where it's like, I want my team to do this. And in the original game, they would not do it that way unless I really like finagled it to make them do it. And then now they just do I'll, at least more often than not. That sounds like that sucks, which you had, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So I played that a little bit. Did you play more of the game than you just talked about yeah i'm you know just going through the story yeah. <laughs> just doing the things and getting the the juice i have so much yeah. juice, dude i'm never gonna run out of juice so okay so yeah the it the game is just dependent upon the juice you just can keep playing as long as you have juice right i'm pretty sure yeah okay cool I like that so much better than having a limited number of days i know so even just then, like it, it i guess but... it's technically still limited because yeah right all exactly the fruit are gone then that's that's it but it just it feels more pun fully intended i guess organic um Mm. to like not have an arbitrary number of days i don't know the original yeah i just felt like i can only survive here for 30 days i hope i get out of here in 30 days but then like something about that literally makes you fight to like you know how many days you're going to survive and it makes sense to you and universe because it's like i don't have any more food (laughs) yeah right exactly trying to like just buy it you have 30 days (laughs) (laughs) because even then like the 30 day thing you know you could be like yeah you only have 30 days of this amount of some like oxygen or something that you're there Mm -hmm. but there's so many times like you're like oh crap my car says i've only got 30 more gallons or 30 more miles but then you find out like oh actually yeah i could actually go a little bit further past zero or something whatever i'm just making up stuff Mm -hmm. um although apparently that is true i've never gotten to zero on my car (laughs) where it's where but apparently on on my car at least it'll say you have zero miles left or really there's like a buffer of question mark amount yeah that's where the i know my Just car smart. people come in <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like i know my yeah. car i have at least three more all of your dashboard left. lights are on it looks like your car's about to explode yeah i know it i've uh, <laughs> i've touched my hood before so we're good we're good to go um but yeah i played so the demo of that some more um i kept playing some uh age of calamity demo 
And uh, oh yeah, you... I played that. I okay, it. yeah. I yeah. freaking hate boy Zelda and girl Zelda. <laughs> I don't like controlling either one of them. Interesting, but mm-hmm. but Impa is freaking sick, dude. Oh, <laughs> She's so great. sick. I, but I'm upset because it's not the. If this was the first game where mm-hmm. it's like just play whoever you want, dude, it doesn't matter. Uh-huh. Then I'd be down. But I have to play who the game wants me to play. So it's like. I'm still going to play it because I want to know the story and stuff, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be significantly less happy about it. I had a harder time with Girl Zelda for a while. And then like prior to the podcast last week, and then I went back and replayed some of the levels that I'd already beaten with um, Boy Zelda and Impa. I played them with Zelda and they were, I don't know. I just took some time to figure out her moveset and I liked it a lot better. I, I mean, I liked, I feel like I liked links from the beginning anyway. Um, but uh, I don't like links because his is boring. I don't yeah, like okay. I can see that doesn't make sense to me, but Impa is like, so freaking. hers I figured out is it feels like it's just fully random, but then I've figured out no, that to me, it was the opposite of that. It felt like it shouldn't have been like, like mm. it felt like the games wants me to do something with each thing. So like when she pulls out the magnesis uh-huh. rune and stuff like that, I'm like, okay, so I'm supposed to like use this. Right. And mm. then it just moves on to the next thing. I'm like, what the, like, yeah. <laughs> so there's, I think there's a, t- it's a, a, a sequential thing where every time you press it, it goes to the next one and then you can right. like actually use that one or whatever. Um, and then once I figured that out, then I would like plan to like, I'm only going to hit it twice to use this one. Uh, but I don't know. I, but I don't know I was, how to stay on it. Like, does it still like, it, like so at least with the bomb, if I hit, uh, I don't remember the exact combination, but if I did something three times, it would do it so that I would roll uh, like a the big bomb, bomb is literally the only thing that makes activate sense it. because yeah. you can activate it with the thing. But like the magnesis shrine is the thing that like stuck out. The magnesis one. I like, don't think I tried to use that much. It so just I don't know. comes <laughs> out and then it goes away. And I'm like, that mm-hmm. is like, that doesn't feel satisfying. It yeah. feels like something's missing there. <laughs> and I don't know. Like it felt yeah. like it wasn't intentional because if it was intentional for that to be the way that it operates, it would be stupid. And I would hate it. I'm gotcha. giving them credit. <laughs> what I'm saying. And I'm hoping yeah. that the, I just don't understand the moveset. Yeah. Um, but Empa is just dope. Empa is <laughs> so, great. I don't even, I don't yeah. Even she's awesome. Honestly care about the other two. And like I said, yeah, Link's just boring. He's just super straightforward. He's, yeah. I mean, yeah. But that makes sense. I mean, he feels like the he would be the Kirby or whatever yeah. of you know of Smash, yeah. but in here where it's just like you need somebody that everybody can play and feel confident with. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he's definitely not like super interesting. But he at least feels to me it feels authentic to himself. Not in terms of like the physics or whatever, because obviously he's like way faster. Yeah, because Link blah, 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 is blah, Link. Yeah, Link is boring. <laughs> <laughs> That's accurate. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the other thing I've been playing um, a long time ago, I bought Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. And so I started playing that because I was like, hey, I've got it. And that seems like a fun thing to play. That's also play probably game. some more Mario Galaxy. It is, I know. And it's good. I'm liking it. Uh, I, uh, so far, I'm not feeling like it's the stupendous game that I've heard some people wow, say it that's is. that's crazy. That's a personal attack on Dan. <laughs> but it's good. It's, uh, as, as Bob would say, it's good. It's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I've gotten three um, 
orbs or no gotten two orbs i i can change between nice. you know you can change between being several animals or whatever uh, yeah, 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 so yeah, i'm yeah, yeah. i have three animals now i've got the pig the frog and the snake so i can nice. do some some of those kinds of things nice nice so nice. yeah i don't know i'll keep you updated on how it is but so far i've been enjoying it but that's it for what i've been playing anything else for you i'm freaking back in this rat <laughs> rut with, with smash brothers where it's like i want to get better but mm-hmm. i can't because there's nobody to play that consistently that mm-hmm helps me get there you know like it's like either i'm destroyed well that that's 90 percent of the time i'm playing this game mm-hmm. i'm destroying somebody and mm-hmm. then the 10 percent of the other time is like, i feel like when i lose it's because of wi-fi like genuinely mm-hmm. and i don't want to feel that way i want to play against people that like mm-hmm. are genuinely significantly better than me or enough better than me that i can like learn from it right but i, I just I need more people to play Smash Brothers with that are good, that are not just trying to like cheese with Wi Fi stuff. Like, yeah, where, right. where it's like, I'm going to be Zelda and hold the B, B button, <laughs> you know, like that sort of crap. Stuff you playing against me and Smash? What's going on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, you use Boy Zelda. Dude. I do use Boy Zelda. Talking about Girl Zelda. Yeah, it's true. Um, Boy Zelda, that's easy. That, that Wi Fi trick, mm-hmm. I already understand that. I already know how to fight against that. But the, the Girl Zelda is just mm-hmm. inconsistent. And yeah. that's the problem with it, where it's like I can I can deal B with is, that's her um that is consistent. <laughs> what's it called? The energy flare her thing. B or whatever. Buttons, I just mean all of them. Every no, single one. Yeah. There's the reflector thing, and the yep. reflector thing's dumb because she can use that to phase through attacks too. Yep. Which is stupid. Um, and then there's the freaking uh what is it? The there's Phantom a name for dude, it. the Phantom oh, yeah, yeah. Nightman. Uh, <laughs> I wanna... she can like People that are like higher level, quote unquote, with this character uh-huh. can like spawn him. Phantom and- Slash, maybe? Is yeah, that, that. That's not his and, name, but that's, I think, what the movie's Yeah, called. I don't know what his name is, uh, but he's a phantom of some sort. Yep. Uh, and she, you can, so normally he spawns in, like, he spawns behind you and then he charged forward. But mm-hmm. people that play this character regularly do attack where, they jump and then they they like drift behind him so like when he spawns you mm. can't hit her to get oh, him out of there gotcha. um so is like, that a wi-fi thing them. specifically or is that no, just you can do it whatever but it's a lot everything on wi- the problem with wi-fi is the wi-fi is inconsistent and mm-hmm. the reaction time is a lot more yeah bad <laughs> like, like you can't you can't react to the same stuff uh-huh. that you can react to irl where it's like okay sonic uses spin dash i can shield but yeah. the time that the game's like okay here's the input on the screen and then there's additional input delay and then you know lag and all that yeah. crap. it's just a bad time uh, it's a bad time so yeah there's just wi-fi characters dude and it's like playing with people like falcon and lee and like once in a blue moon with like logan and my Mm -hmm. friend lance and stuff like that like it's easier to play with them because they're still going to play the game like they're playing the game normally right yeah right but people that only play this game on wi-fi are trying to cheese you (laughs) so it's like it's Mm -hmm. it's dumb and it's not productive so i'm just trying to find people that are good that I can mm-hmm. play Smash with. Yeah. I mean, that might not be productive, but this last quarter for Nintendo mm-hmm. surely was. <laughs> and that's the transition that I'm choosing to do. Um, 
let's yeah let's get into the news so big thing this week was we got the financial results for quarter two for nintendo um a lot of these numbers probably people have heard so far a little bit but we're gonna get into i'm trying to find why am i missing the last is it this one i'm trying to pull all all the tabs up because i'm gonna share my screen yeah yeah this is the one i was looking for cool um here, I will go ahead and share my screen now. We got these numbers, and they're looking great. Nintendo's doing really nice good. Big which, high um, numbers, dude. I don't know that you'd ever expect that. That you know, them doing good or whatever. Shook it. <laughs> I would have never guessed such a thing, dude. Um. So yeah, here we go. Can you see my screen? Yes, I can. Beautiful. Uh, number one thing is we were at I think sixty one point four four million units for the Switch sold prior to uh, at the end of june 30th which meant like we for sure we're gonna pass the nes which was is at like i think 62 million or 61 89 yeah, i think or something we like passed, that. It, it, they since updated mm-hmm. where it was like we've passed it or whatever because japan yeah. sales and stuff like right that. exactly so like we knew that it passed it in terms of like obviously you know um yeah but, but it was as far like as like reported with the numbers on their financial yeah site exactly um, that said, I think this is shipped units. I think they always do shipped units, which is, you know, fine and normal. Um, no, I think Nintendo does is it, sell through. The only reason I said that was because somewhere on here seems to suggest, um, that there was a different, okay. Global cumulative sell, th- sell through of more than 63 million units. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sell through is that's what they sold to consumers. Sell right. is what they sell shipped to, uh, yeah, so that's why I was thinking, I think this number might actually be shipped units rather than mm-hmm. the sell-through units. But I mean, that's, you know, still, it means that there's, uh, what, six? It means that, they, like, seven they're million sold. more. Yeah. Like, they're not going to, like, sell through yeah. or sell in what they're not going to sell through. Yeah. Especially with the Switch mm-hmm. specifically. And I do wonder if that, if this will mean that the holiday this year will have slightly lower looking numbers than maybe um than maybe like last year or some other years or whatever because they were like trying so hard to get back on top of things so that now there's stores already have a bigger backlog of ship of shipments or whatever prior i don't know maybe not i don't know because like it it all depends on how high they think they're going to sell through you know yeah because, right exactly like, they they could last year right it could have been a thing of like okay we sold in eight million units for the holiday season mm-hmm. and we sold every single one of those and mm-hmm. two million more people didn't get a switch that they wanted whereas yeah. now they can be like all right we sold in 10 million and mm-hmm. nine million people bought a switch so like they still sold in and sold through more mm-hmm. but they have more of a buffer you know yeah. so i i think that it, it's very possible that it would be i think it's going to at the very least be as impressive mm-hmm. if not potentially more as far as like the sell in because they already i mean I, I guess we're going to get to that but they already like changed their projection yeah, actually, I didn't include that anywhere, but yeah, it was it was what nineteen million. Now it's twenty four million yeah. or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Uh, at what point do you remember? At what point it was set to nineteen million? Was that during COVID? They brought it down to nineteen million at some point, or did they start it off at nineteen million I from think they the get go? I think I think it was like seventeen million or something like that, and then mm-hmm. they brought it up to nineteen million, and now that they bring familiar. it up again. Yep, man, that's insane. That means. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be close to 
They're selling a Wii U Wii U, yeah. dude. <laughs> you, yeah, like this almost year, two. Almost two. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's insane. Um, but yeah, and on that topic, because they're, you know, whatever. Um, here's some games that sold some more numbers. You know, this is, this is weird. I think that this software specifically is sell mm-hmm. through because they include digital sales. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's I half think- and half it's sell in to, to retail maybe and sell through for no, because they get for sure retail numbers mm-hmm. like for, from Japan and media creates and well, right. media creates anymore. It doesn't exist, but, right. um, but like from Famitsu and stuff like that. So yeah, maybe you're right. In any case, I mean, it's still crazy. Like for sure by the end of this holiday season, especially because there's a switch bundle with the, um, with Mario Mario Kart 8 Deluxe with a hundred percent. Yeah. And it's crazy. I was looking, (laughs) so I was trying to compare to Mario Kart Wii to see Mm -hmm. just its trajectory compared to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe because Mario Kart Wii is the best selling Mario Kart and the like, second best-selling Wii game, I think, or it's like one of the top selling. I'm pretty I mean, sure it's the be, second. We can see that. You just got to, yeah. Best. Wait, selling. why? You can see it on the thing. Why are you, why oh, are you you're there? so true. That. <laughs> I forgot that was even here. It's right there. there um, Wii Sports. Yeah. Mario Kart Wii at 37.38 million. So I, I looked at it and the only number that I saw th- that had like a fixed point in time was by er, at the end of fiscal year 2009 um i'm pretty sure it was at 15 million units which i think means uh, i don't remember what that is by comparison time-wise that would be earlier in the lifespan than we are now within the switch but still i think we were at more than that with mario kart 8 deluxe at that same point in time as right. so and all that to say about mario kart 8 Technically Mario Kart 8. Yeah, right. Mario Kart 8. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's got all the, what, 8 million sales like from eight, the other? Yeah, 8 point something million. So, and still, like, this is, I mean, for sure, it's just going to have legs forever. So even by the time, you know, the swap comes out or whatever, this game's going to keep selling on the Switch. So it's, Yeah, I think when everything's all said and done, combined with both, it's going to have mm-hmm. at least 40 million, at yeah. least. Oh, for sure. So yeah, that's uh, that's pretty crazy. But Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons still selling like crazy. We sold, I think, four million ish, a little under four million in this past um, quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, this one too is also benefiting from the. It it also has bundles, but they're not yeah. packing bundles. It's well, not you know. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I don't think there are any bundles that like actually have the game like if you buy the game you have to buy the game it's oh like, does it not it, have yeah, oh. like the you're talking about the the switch yeah it doesn't come with any games it's just oh it doesn't 300 oh, yeah, right. switch and then you got to buy the game separately you're right so never mind i take that back i was gonna say because there were a couple times that i went to the store well okay there was one time that i went to the store because i haven't been to the store in a million years uh, there was one time that i went to the store that the only switches they had was the animal crossing switches so i was thinking right. if that was the case then those could likely, you know, help the sales because then even if somebody is like, I don't care, I just need any switch, mm-hmm. they could still buy that one and then, you know, try to sell the game or something like that. Right, right. But nevertheless, it's, I mean, it's selling great. So. I think people are just going to buy Animal Crossing anyway. Yeah, oh, for like, sure. That's always been a weird excuse to me. Or yeah. excuse, but anecdote. Like, well, it's pandemic. It's like, yeah, but 
<laughs> they're, they're like if that was the case, then every game released during this period would sell more than it right. would otherwise. But uh huh, that's not happening. <laughs> nope. So keeping going down, we'll go through kind of quick for some of these because most of them it's, they're in the same exact order for most of them. I think Odyssey and Sword and Shield might have swapped. Um, but otherwise, yeah, Smash is now over. It's at 21 million instead of 19.98 yeah, million or something. Point, it was like 19.99. Yeah, right. Like uh, Breath of the Wilds, almost at 20 million. So that's going to break it this holiday yeah. season. So is Pokemon that Sword is and Shield. That the I top five, like the top five freaking Switch games are all going to be significantly over yep. 20 million units. Old. Honestly, the top six, because I can't see Odyssey not selling at least 1 million. Mm-hmm. um this holiday season yeah yep that's freaking crazy <laughs> so yeah and then uh let's go pikachu and ev which i think passed super mario odyssey i want to say these are flipped as well um so that's Wait, what oh you mean I'm... mario party yeah oh no no they weren't mario party yeah mario party passed was... freaking splatoon a while ago yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man alive. this is crazy I, it's no still content, baffling. no sequel, <laughs> nothing like that. <laughs> I was talking, oh, I don't remember who, if, if it was you and you're listening to this, I apologize. I was talking to somebody on Twitter um, a little bit ago about Super Mario Party and how it's doing, like selling so much or whatever. And I, I think, yeah, it's, it's interesting because I think the majority of the people that are buying it aren't the people like us who would care about the amount of content. So yeah. it's the kind of people that, for the most part are going to actually play it the amount of times that the amount of content it has matches up with, you know, they have it as a game that they own and they're like, yeah, I'll play this, but they're really probably, they're going to play it like a board game. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Which you put away and I haven't played most board games that I own more than five times Mm -hmm. each probably, you know, so, but it's nice to have, I guess is the idea. So, uh, then Splatoon 2 still selling some copies and New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. That's going to get replaced. Freaking yeah. 3D All-Stars is going to replace that. First. Yep. Which, um, as we move on to this whole thing, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of numbers on here, a lot of charts, which I was saying prior to this podcast that I love me some charts. Um, but, yeah, the biggest takeaways from here is we like to look at, and there's a lot of interesting little tidbits, Oh, we're going to pass it. Actually, well, some interesting bits are just that digital sales are, I mean, it's obvious, but digital sales are doing so much better this year. Mm-hmm. A, because of pandemic, and B, I think it's just, it's not going to go back. People that are getting used to digital sales are just going to keep buying digitally for the oh, most part. and while we're on this topic, I did want to bring up the, the topic of like their financials and stuff like that, because I don't think they said anything mm-hmm. in here about Pikmin. Um, a lot of people were talking about how, like, mm, it sold less um, in the UK, you know, like Rock and Bow, uh, sent it to us about the thing that it sold less in Japan than the Wii U version did and stuff. I like think that. it sold I mean, more in Japan, Japan than so in, the in the UK. Yeah. In the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like 18% less or something like that in the UK, but it's like 75% more in yeah. Japan. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, and I mean, also for what it's worth, the UK just went into a like super lockdown, yeah, like lockdown. again. Yeah. That's so. Right. Yeah. That is, I just thought that we should definitely note that because it's like, while in some cases, and on top of the fact that digital sales aren't being reported, but like in some cases, the pandemic is going to like have a slight boost 
for mm-hmm. certain games, it's also a detriment. <laughs> More often than not, honestly, yeah. um, especially for Nintendo games, because usually they their business is physical more yep. than it is yeah. digital, but this is shift. Yeah, I mean, I think it's at this point, you know, there's not a lot of people that will just not have bought the game because they didn't get it physically, but yeah, that digital number for sure will go up comparatively, mm-hmm. which we're seeing here. Yeah, it's um, 139% more digital spend than than it was last year, which is just, I mean, A, people are just paying a lot of money and buying things, but just shifting towards that. So interesting. Right. And stuff. that shift was already happening before. Yeah, but for sure. In expedited now. Um, this mentions some, some new products for October through December, 2020. Okay. So this is just like holiday stuff. Um, mm-hmm. so Pikmin, Pokemon sword shield pass Mario 35, all this stuff. Okay. Neato. There's a mm-hmm. bunch of games. M- most of these that we care about. There's like th- Yo, just a couple that I care about. Immortals, Phoenix rising fitness boxing Two, of course is my jam. Right, dude. I can't believe you just skipped over Bakugan like that. That's oh, crazy. how could that's I? More easy. I think that's out now, right? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to. I think it came out like a week or two ago because I saw something about it. But I was. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Because I heard uh, Nintendo voice chat. They were talking about it. But I was trying to explain to Ashley what Bakugan was, and about halfway through, I was like, it. It doesn't matter because <laughs> we were listening to the podcast and they kept saying Bakugan. Um, and she's like, what's Bakugan? And I was like, nobody really cares. <laughs> Sorry. Which isn't <laughs> true, but it feels that way. So, um, yeah, the, the last kind of big thing from this is just, we like to look at the million seller Nintendo first party titles, just cause this, this is the only thing that gives us visuals of what's still selling really well. That's not in that top 10. Um, and so the standouts from this that weren't on the other list is super Mario 3d all-stars in 12 days i think sold 5.21 million which is um, quite a lot as it were so yeah definitely that's going to take at least the number 10 spot on that list by the end of the year and it's insane because everybody's like they're not everybody you know the freaking yeah yeah, yeah. the the vocal people (laughs) like (laughs) this is just porn it could tell so well if it wasn't and if they did blah blah and then Mm -hmm. like Okay, <laughs> here's freaking five million units uh-huh. of just ports. <laughs> you yeah. know, like I mean, and that's not to say that you can't want it to be like I would like yeah, it to be sure, more than ports. For sure, for sure. But it's as far as a problem. business decision, yeah, it's, right. that's it's still where the fun. problem comes in because it's different. There's a difference between I would like this and this is the smart thing for them to do. Right? <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> All right, we got to understand who's the multi-billion dollar conglomerate and who's the fan of the multi-billion dollar conglomerate. And, right. Yeah. And understand that we're not always the ones that know the best, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's like, yeah, even, you know, in my video this week, talking about things that I think would be neat ideas and would have made my experience with Animal Crossing in that specific case different than it was. But that doesn't necessarily mean that lines up with their vision of anything, you know, like right. they don't have to do anything just because it's what I want them yeah. to do it's just all in tone it's yep. obviously like half our channel if not more than half our channel like this would be neat you know <laughs> yeah right <laughs> just, there's nothing wrong with being like this would be cool the problem is when it's like they're so dumb i would make they're throwing away free money but you know mm-hmm. statements like that it's like yeah yeah <laughs> yep uh some other ones ring fit adventure is still selling it's 
in this calendar year, um, well, not this calendar year, in this fiscal year, it sold 3.11 million units, which is more than it had sold in the last one, which included a holiday season just because there weren't enough copies of it before. Yeah. And also, yeah, quarantine definitely is helping that one because people are like, I need to do some working out at home. And then right. obviously people are like, hey, this is really good and popular. But again, I mean, to be fair, that game was already yeah selling really well mm-hmm. and it had supply constraints and stuff like that but now i would say that the, the way that quarantine helped it is that it sent a light bulb on nintendo mm-hmm. where it was like oh shoot people <laughs> at home people wanted this game uh-huh. let's put more units in stores you know yep. like that sort of thing and then like yeah i'm sure their marketing for it went up for that mm-hmm. as well and so it's for probably a lot of people they were aware of it for the first time after right. the fact instead of when it actually came out so Mm-hmm. yeah that's great uh paper mario the origami king uh this is probably the first time we saw any numbers for, yeah because it came out in july so mm-hmm. 2.82 million which i think we already knew it was the best-selling paper mario game but yeah uh no i think I don't we remember. knew it was the fastest selling paper yeah mario that's game, right um but we didn't know well even then i don't probably, know about that because it was like the first week or something like that and it was like when cells were aligned it was like top three uh-huh. or something like that i can't remember what super paper mario sold because that's probably the top um paper super paper mario 2.28 million okay so i'm sure that's probably the best selling one more than thousand year door or anything and mm-hmm. uh, yeah this definitely sold more than that so look at that it's a good game um there it's not necessarily for everybody i uh saw brandon messaged me and duncan this week and was like man i uh i tried it i got this far and i just i don't know if it's for me and i haven't replied back yet but duncan was like yeah man that's fine not everybody likes it so glad you enjoyed some of the bits which is i think just the case for everybody it's some games are for you and some not yep um moving down the list clubhouse games 51 worldwide games sold is now at 1.81 million uh xenoblade chronicles definitive edition has not sold many more than its first little bit but it's still there it's still selling a little bit so and then there's some others luigi's mansion 3 that game yeah no for sure and like i mean definitely that's i'm sure more than the initial than the first you know release Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Luigi's Mansion three in this fiscal year sold 1.51 million. Actually, that's really close to if um, if Super Mario 3D All Stars didn't edge out uh, new paper. Oh uh, yeah, then that Super Mario Bros. Deluxe, then that could. Yeah, right. I mean, that said, new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe is still selling faster, so yeah. I don't know, maybe not, but there it is. So that's pretty much all the fiscal financial things for nintendo there's other bits and pieces but we're not going to get into all those so uh yeah any if you have any thoughts on that let us know in the comments below and whatnot but the next bit that uh i actually didn't realize this and aj brought it up is that sega on the other hand is not doing great yeah it's an oof dude yeah a big old oof so, um, yeah, you know more about this than I do, so you can summarize if you want. Okay, so basically, the <laughs> pandemic is a thing. I don't know if you guys knew <laughs> that. Um, and it's hitting Sega's arcade business hard, because I don't know if you guys knew, 
but arcades are places that you go to and you know locations in the world you got to go outside of your house Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you put quarters into this big old old computer tower looking tv thing Mm -hmm. and you press buttons and move like joysticks and stuff they're not doing great right now so they sold off 85 percent of that business I don't know what they are doing with the other 15%. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the rest is like in hotels or something like that, where people are already going anyway, you know, Mm -hmm. like I could see that still doing okay because people are still traveling some. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, that sucks. It's possible, dude. But yeah, that, that was, that's a part of that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's a sign of their financial woes. But on top of that, they which i found this interesting like just the way that they went about doing this <laughs> they <laughs> asked 650 of their employees to quote a voluntarily retire and they cut their executive salaries which wow that's is surprising uh, what what does that insane. even mean asking them to, does that mean we don't we're not going to be able to pay you severance, so we can't you, quit you but, can't yeah, quit the, you the, can't fire I, you <laughs> <laughs> but but no i it it seems yeah. like a decisively like Japanese thing of like mm, mm-hmm. they they're like we you know we respect you as employees and we want to like honor you and stuff like that so if you want to like volunteer to leave instead of us eating you out of the company that'd be great yeah. <laughs> you know I mean maybe that looks better on resumes too yeah. I don't know I can't I feel like if you worked at Sega and you were let go during this time window on your resume still it would be like yeah that's when everybody was like oh and anybody yeah, else exactly. in this industry would be aware of that so right i don't know that's just me but yeah any case that sucks and like i mean i've been thinking about sega some recently because they had mentioned at the way beginning of the year that on the 20th of every month they were going to make some yep. sonic related announcement mm-hmm. and yep. they missed the first one and then the second one was and then they were just like <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I mean, they haven't really had a lot of things going on or coming out. So hopefully that turns around this next year, you know, maybe they get themselves kind of more sorted out or something. But. Yeah, we'll see that. Yeah. See, that was like one of those things. Well, I don't know about, cause I made that initial video at the beginning of the year when they first said that mm-hmm. um, where I was like, that'd be great. We're going to maybe get some cool stuff in 2020. Yeah. And then that went quiet. And I was like, well, the 30th anniversary is next year. So, mm-hmm. that'd be, you know, stuff then and that was like one of those videos that did the opposite of like with the like the year wrap-up videos do mm-hmm. in the middle of their life where people like this age well you know like <laughs> we're like oh shoot now now we're getting con- confirmation of all the mario stuff we already knew plus mm-hmm. more you know so this is a great year maybe yeah sonic does need something like this mm-hmm. um and i was thinking about that i was like wait th- i'm surprised that we didn't get a whole bunch of like this age well on the other sonic video about them doing the on mm-hmm. the 20th a new announcement and yada 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 yep i don't know but yeah, that sucks uh, for Sega. Hopefully, yeah, it does. I don't know. And Hopefully, it turns around. I just see a lot of people posting this and being like, "Nintendo should buy Sega," and then also like, "Maybe Microsoft should," you know, like that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, I mean, yeah. If any, if any time that it would happen, I guess this. Is, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think Microsoft is going to buy Sega. Yeah, I don't think. I I can't see Microsoft. Yeah, being able to do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. right, exactly. Yeah, it's not just because of uh, 
not like financially or whatever. Yeah, financially, like, they could buy freaking Sega four times over. Yeah, but yeah, if not more. Mm-hmm. But culturally, I, I think they're going to put a hard no on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and I think probably what's more Nintendo, likely, like, I can see yeah. them selling off IP. I can see mm-hmm. them being like Nintendo, you can have Sonic, and mm-hmm. Sony, you can have Persona, and mm-hmm. you know, like that's. Yeah, right. Exactly. I could see that for sure. I mean, the other thing is like I could see whether it's Sega or some other Japanese developer becoming like a second party, uh, Microsoft developer where like, cause I don't know that they have any connections specifically like that in Japan where it's, you know, they're not, I mean, it's just like, all I mean, they parties, do Nintendo ones. They but. do, but yeah, but I don't know if they do with, uh, American companies mm-hmm. or Western companies generally, you know? Yeah. Um, Cause like, obviously we know like freaking intelligent systems. Right. Yeah. But I mean like the, yeah, the the next level games kind of thing, but backwards. Yeah. There's stuff like that in reverse. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say next level games. So, so I mean, that would be cool for Microsoft to do something along those lines, but yeah, in terms of them buying, it's just not going to happen, but that's it. Like, I don't even know how, that's not really any different from currently, you know, because like Mm -hmm. right now there'll be games where there's second party developer, like persona, you know, Mm-hmm, um, right but that doesn't really help their financials actively whereas if they were a mm-hmm. first party they don't have to worry about their right. independent financials because yeah you know, i guess i'm thinking kind of like cuphead or whatever too where like it helps them because on you know microsoft is just bankrolling a whole yeah sector of things so, for a while but but for that um well i don't know i don't know because usually in relationships like that the IP is generally owned by the studio right. doing it. So and that's like, what I'm thinking is that like, uh, yeah, that at that point, Sega becomes not fully, but at least some of their IP mm-hmm. become pretty much Microsoft IP that right. are like co-owned or something. And they just become developers. Whereas Microsoft right. is the publisher for it. But so basically like a, a middle ground of what I was saying, where it's like yeah, you sell right. off your, your uh, studios and your IP and stuff like that. But instead of mm-hmm. doing that, you basically just sell off the rights to your IP and you still develop them. Yeah. But they're like tied exclusively. I don't, know. I don't I think don't it's going to happen. I think, I think best case scenario, <laughs> honestly, and it kind of sucks. Best case scenario is that they do completely sell off the IP because I think yeah. that's the only way we're going to get a, a good Sonic game. <laughs> it's the only possible way we will ever get a good uh, you know, 3D Sonic game specifically, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I well, mean, it'll suck for like Persona and stuff like that because like if they sell that off, Sony's mm-hmm. probably going to buy that. Yeah, game. right. Um, so no Persona 5 for sure, for sure. <laughs> On indeed yeah so i mean but if they do sell it off to to nintendo then maybe we couldn't even just get a 3d sonic maybe we could get a 4d sonic oh and with their camera technology that they're working on (laughs) g that was in this here uh okay yeah so you know you know mario kart live remember that whole thing everybody so it's it existed and it seems like it's pretty neat and stuff right right. but somebody at nintendo you sent this to me earlier this week and true, I, I read it and I was like, cool. And so we're going to talk about it. But um, yeah, Velen Studios, who recently released Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, blends training automatic, oh my goodness, augmented reality technology and the real world around us to create something truly special. The creative team of Velen Studios and Nintendo have spoken to technology publication CNET about the thoroughly ambitious project, which started early development back in mid-2017. Wow, that's so far back. That's oh my goodness. Crazy. 
Wow. Um, both companies say they're very excited to explore what's possible with the ambitious new tech in the years ahead, stating that it's a rich new paradigm to explore in the future. Um, and then here's two quotes, and then we'll talk about it. Uh, the, breath, the breakthrough technology is that, we've, is that we've fundamentally decoupled the camera and sensors from the host device, the Nintendo Switch system, which unlocks all sorts of new possibilities. It's a rich new paradigm to explore in the future. I believe that in Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, it's possible to see the Nintendo philosophy of developing new, unique, integrated hardware and software entertainment, Nintendo's Tamori added. This isn't Nintendo's first hardware experiment, in other words, and it won't be the last. Yeah, I think that is a good point that they were able to split, because they've already done this kind of a thing with the 3DS, had the cameras where you could do the face blast or whatever it's called. Um, but, But yeah, that was part of the system and like obviously you have that with you know phones and stuff and various Mm -hmm. apps but splitting them up is definitely increases possibilities in terms of you don't have to carry around a handheld and do stuff with it right and it doesn't have to specifically be like centered around you right because like with the front facing camera and stuff like that it's Mm -hmm. like you or what you're directly pointing at in the case of like 3ds yeah Um, so so what's some of our, uh, you and I chatted a little bit about some ideas, but what's some ideas that we have as far as what they could do with uh, this technology? So what we were talking about was like stuff that specifically is like stuff that's like at your house, mm-hmm. but like revisiting it mentally, yeah. <laughs> this could help them a lot with like universal studios stuff. Absolutely. Honestly. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's an even better way to do like the whole like Splatoon thing that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Before. Cause like when I was thinking about the Splatoon thing, I was like, there's a few ways that they could go about doing it. But a lot of the ways I can't see them wanting to do uh, like just in terms of like, presenting that to parents you yeah. know because like it could be like an online multiplayer thing where it's like here's my room you know <laughs> and like a battleship like turn-based thing almost where it's like where did i hide the sensors for like the territory and can you like pick mm-hmm. that and then claim that territory in the room or whatever right but like they wouldn't want to do that because you're showing like freaking yeah right okay. yeah um, i think none of this stuff if you're using cameras can be online or whatever yeah, exactly. and like you know can't do that's why you can, you can't use the um switch automatic the capture feature with mario kart live because yeah. like there could be you know actually legally you can't do it because of gdpr right. in europe anyway because there's ppi mm-hmm. probably in there somewhere so there's that but um yeah interesting so yeah. i mean there's but there's you know still obviously you can do it as long as you can't capture it and then you're fine yeah well even that I, like I just think they wouldn't mm-hmm. want to do it. Like yeah, not even a right. legality thing. I just think that that's the sort of thing that Nintendo's mm-hmm. like, now nah, we want to protect families. Yeah. You right. Know, exactly. Sort of yeah. Thing. Not even like a legal obligation. Yeah. Something. I mean, cause there's so much bad PR that could come out of that anyway, you know, and yeah. like then parents won't want to buy it. And that's the 90% of the target yeah, demographic like, is yeah. Yeah, you're not getting that. That's yeah. not, so, yeah, that's not going to be on the million dollars list. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so what would your idea be as far as, um, I think uh, if they did Splatoon, it would have to be a Universal Studios thing yeah. because then they could still do a similar idea to that and mm-hmm. then have it be like a place that you go to when the world's not on fire anymore, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, or yeah. in Japan, I guess, because the world's yeah. not on fire there entirely. Um, so how... I'm, I'm trying to envision, yeah, so how would it use... Even at Universal Studios, how would it use the cameras and stuff and you do are 
and we use the cameras as like to to like to visualize mm-hmm. the the inking process and then right? you wear like ar glasses or something like that yeah okay or you and then you like, switch like you just bring your switch yeah. with you and then you do it like that yep no, that'd be cool. One of the ideas that I had to, this is like more within the Mario Kart kind of regular right. frame. And this isn't something that I think they quite could do just because it would end up being more expensive than it would be worth it. But um, Star Fox in your house, but instead of like a, dr- a drones are possible, but it's too much chaos. Like it's just not going to yeah. work. So, but instead that would, that would be insane as far as like pricing because people yeah, ex- are already like a $100 RC car. And it's like, yeah, yeah. They, they, they <laughs> that anyway, you know, yeah. uh, but like a drone, you know, yeah. like drones can get up there, you know, in yeah. price. And so, so, I mean, yeah, drone, even besides pricing, it would just be, just just hard for so many reasons like around but the idea that i did have is i'm pretty sure there's things where um uh, i don't know exactly how this would work and again this is in the realm where it's too expensive it wouldn't happen but it's some a way that i could see it happening because star fox is an on-rail shooter you could have um essentially like if you have four poles that you have set or like rails that you have set up in like uh, for anybody who's just listening, think about like a square and then that square just like keeps going, you know, like if you're looking into the square, there's poles that keep going straight uh, away from you. And then between those are, is uh, like a, a space, uh, this, you know, um, like checkpoints, like a, well, so you would have the R wing on uh, like two wires that are a cross section, like an X going between that square that it can move, you know, any direction, like across those, or maybe not an X. I don't know what all axes it would have to have, but pretty much where within that square, the R wing could like fly around in there and then Mm. you can like shoot at things. I I don't know exactly, like it's hard to exactly explain, but in my mind it kind of works. How would it turn around? It would only be able to. So it would just go like, you would be able to make some kind of like like a circle with it or, you know, something like that. And then at that point, and so you wouldn't be racing against anybody, anybody else. It would just be single player. um, But it would be, you know, objective based or whatever, where it would have different things that you'd be able to shoot and it'd be able to turn a little bit just within its thing, but it would just be a kind of regular on rail shooter, but in your house. And again, it's too complicated to work in real life, but in my mind, that would yeah, be neat. Would, that would get broken immediately. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's so many reasons it wouldn't work, but you know, it was an idea at least that I had. The other problem with some of these ideas is just the fact that like an RC car, you know, we're talking about this, but like an RC car, a drone or whatever, those are kinds of things that they physically exist already in our real world. So merging the two together can work but like a platforming toy just doesn't work you know like Mm -hmm. people are trying so hard to get robots like million million dollar robots to just walk (laughs) like we do and it's hard so getting a platforming toy in real life like you can't have a mario platformer it's like he's jumping around my house because he'll just fall on his back and he'll die but um and there's there's like stuff like uh 
I flew the idea of like Pokemon Snap that they could do pretty yeah. easily, where it's like it could just be freaking. You could use your amiibos, but it would be very expensive. <laughs> but then again, you know what? That would be a thing that I could see them doing, and it would do really well, like mm-hmm. financially for them, because it could just be this like free form thing of like you have your own Safari, set up mm-hmm. your own Pokemon Snap, you know? And it's like every Pokemon's available for amiibo, all twelve ninety nine, you know? Like, like, and there would yeah. be like. It would be super expensive, but there's going to be a good amount of people that would buy every single one of those, yep. and it would be very worth it. At least <laughs> some sensible, YouTubers. <laughs> and then the sensible people are going to be like, I'm going to buy freaking 10 Pokemon that I care about. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, so, yeah, man. It's true. Or they could do it in the other direction where it's like, all right, we're going to make these ones $5. Uh-huh. And even then, that adds up super fast and stuff like that. So. Yep. But it's just it, that would be harder to like gamify in a way that makes you want to play it more than once. Mm-hmm. Even now, I don't even know how how much most people would want to play Mario Kart Home Circuit more than once. Yeah, uh, it would, it's very much so similar to like the the board game situation where yep. like, certain people come yep. over your house and either we're gonna spend seven hours setting up a with crazy thing. thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Either either like you're showing it to them for the first time. It's like look at this. We're gonna set up this thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or like th- there's gonna be a few people within that demographic that love it. And every time they come over your house, they're like, "Where's the Mario Kart thing?" <laughs> it does feel kind of like for the majority of people, it feels very similar to Lego in Lego. the sense. Labo and stuff like yeah. that. Where it's like you the joy is in setting it up more. Yeah. I mean, it's also in playing it, it sounds like, like people just, you know said it's really fun and stuff. But you also, if you don't want to set it up, you can just play actual Mario Kart 8 or whatever. Yeah. But setting it up and having the creative time and all that, like that's you know, that's like Lego, where like I I've probably told this story on here before, but I remember being seven with my dad. We spent three hours setting up a Lego castle, and I was like this is fun and whatever. Um, he's like, well, I'd better go and get back to work. And I'm like, but we haven't even started playing yet. Um, because in my mind playing was the like, Hey, are you going to yeah. go to this guy? You know, like that, like role playing or whatever. And realizing that that's like, no, the fun is setting Build it up thing, more yeah. so than just doing it. So, um, yeah, I'm curious what other ideas they have. Some other franchises that we talked about was like something, 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 Donkey Kong, yeah. <laughs> something Zelda, like maybe crossbow training somehow in that realm um, and Splatoon, but yeah. F-Zero, Could be fun. But F-Zero. Mario Kart. Yeah. <laughs> <very fast>. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and then the last news bit is just the Switch production has completely recovered. And that's it. That's not a lot to talk about, but cool. Glad cool, it has. Dude. Sick. That is the news for today. And now we're going to get into uh, you guys' comments. First up, you made a video um, and you talked about some stuff. Any thoughts on it before we get into the comments? Um, Pokemon, dude. <laughs> I freaking started on this video. I mean, like the video overall, like the initial idea, I started on it like regular amount of time where I was like, I want to do this. And then I started writing the video and I was like, wait, Pokemon's freaking 25th anniversary. And I was like, all right, I'll just script it and do that. And I was like, mm-hmm. wait, no, this is a whole video. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I got to make this a whole video. Uh, so then I started doing that. Um, mm-hmm. And here we are. Here it is. There's the thing. I'm so here's cool comments of people being of disagreeing with something. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the most fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Travis Carroll said, 
I don't think HD 3D models are necessarily better looking than the original models. I think Gen 4 is remarkable because of how they mastered 2D graphics. Gen 4 are still the prettiest Pokemon games, if you ask me. Um, one, I disagree. Two, that's not what I was getting at. <laughs> like, I was like, obviously, like, subjectively, like, saying this looks better than blah, blah like, that doesn't mean anything because I can say that Mario Odyssey looks better than the original Super Mario Brothers, but there's people that feel otherwise because subjectively maybe they like pixel art better like this person mm -hmm. right i was just saying that it would it, it's more technically impressive than those games were because like they're trying to approximate 3d through mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. pixels it was like pixel art style and stuff like that whereas now we have full-on polygonal models and stuff you know mm -hmm. in hd on top of just the fact that they had the one advancement where it's like, we have 3D models now, and now these 3D models are being rendered in HD. You know, like mm -hmm. that's a technical step, yeah. objectively. And <laughs> um, I don't remember the exact context of where you said this, but the other thing of it, I guess, also just being more useful, like having the 3D models means that you can do more with them because like, whereas there's limitations to, like to the hand draw the pixels to yeah and, and like is even yeah with pixel art like you can upscale the pixels and stuff like that but if you're like you know what this i want this you know 8-bit stuff to be 16-bit now or whatever like the, it doesn't just automatically translate like that do that <laughs> like yeah you have to, like, yeah so that I mean, and not to say you don't also have to do that with, with these, but you're using the same. Well, you do, but you don't. Yeah. <laughs> Cause right, like exactly. you, you, you make the model, you rig the model and then you animate that rig, mm -hmm. you know, whereas with pixel art, if it's like, nah, this animation's not working, you have yep. to physically draw or not draw, but you know, like go in there and digitally draw yep. the pixel art to do the animation. I'm just thinking back to, um, with exit and all that stuff but mostly when people were complaining about because when you mentioned animations when people were complaining that the animations for some pokemon were the same as animations in like uh pokemon ami or whatever it was uh. and that that's like just very funny i don't know like the obvious retort that people brought up after the fact was like yeah, well yeah because it's it's supposed to be a living being theoretically yeah. that like, that's the way that that's they move, how it moves. and that's yeah. just how it does it. So like, not only would they want to do it because, well, not only would they want to do it because it's like, Oh, we already have movement for it. Let's leave the movement for it. But also like, Oh, we have movement for it. That's the way that it moves. We're going to keep that. Cause obviously you won't see me walking to us like down the street and then later see me walking the same way. Cause I have the same gait or whatever and be like, Parker's copying his walk from earlier. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, even, even beyond that, like uh, in production, funny. like people do that all the time. I yeah. literally, like I was showing uh youth hurt how to edit mm -hmm. <laughs> and I like, there's so many times where I'll like, when I was editing my part for your video, I mm -hmm. kept my last video. Like, cause usually I'll like put the stuff in like a drive or whatever. And mm -hmm. I'll delete the project. Um, but this time I intentionally kept the part of the project when I was editing your part of the video so mm -hmm. I can repurpose the keyframe animation from the <laughs> last video that I made. So I don't have to yeah. do it all over again. I went in yeah. and I changed stuff and I, you know, but mm -hmm. there's so many times where people do that exact thing where it's like, mm -hmm. I'll straight up copy a full animation whenever there's like a, um, 
where I'm like attributing like footage to somebody mm-hmm. where it's like this footage is from so and so. I'll literally just take that animation, I'll drag and drop the whole thing, like the text uh-huh. and everything, and just change the name of the thing. And it's like that's the animation. That's what it looks like. You know, like there's a Simpsons episode where they go to the uh the place that does the itchy and scratchy cartoons or whatever mm. and the guy who makes the cartoons is like yeah sometimes we'll even just use the same background frames over and over because you know it just makes production easier and while he's saying that they're walking down a hallway that has the same water fountain lady mopping water fountain <laughs> lady mopping water fountain it's like the same things over and over and i always enjoy that kind of stuff a lot but yeah it's that's just all that works, stuff dude. It otherwise you would never get things <laughs> you know like <laughs> stuff would never come out of the like people producers weren't able mm-hmm. to make those shortcuts and do yeah. stuff like that because everything would take forever especially with freaking a thousand pokemon <laughs> yeah man alive uh pika pika one says i think people just had too high expectations of pokemon first home console release hopefully people hopefully people don't go crazy like with sword and shield remember the pokemon devs were used to using underpowered handhelds so i think that expectations should be at a medium until they understand the switch better yeah (laughs) i think a lot of it yeah good right i think that it's weird that people have such high expectations for Pokemon games because Pokemon games have literally, with the exception of maybe like Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon games have literally never been technically impressive. (laughs) You know, like there's, there's like some artistic like cheat codes that they do that are impressive. Like some of the pixel animation that they Mm -hmm, do with um, mm -hmm. specifically gen five where it's like, they took the time (laughs) to make this like 3d looking like throw animation for the Pokeball, like the Pokemon trainers when they throw in the Pokemon and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like, that sort of stuff is like technically impressive because it's like, oh, that's a neat workaround for a technical limitation. Mm-hmm. But it's not impressive in the sense that's like, man, look at these textures and stuff like right, that. They yeah. always looked bad in that sense. Always, <laughs> you know? And they like even then, like the 3DS games ran like garbage and stuff like that. It's like, come on, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I mean, I guess there's it's hard when you have high hopes for something, then it's easy for that to translate over to expectations when like, it's the whole thing of if we've been thinking, you know, for years and years, like one day it's going to be on home console, then they won't have limitations and stuff. But then like, anybody does that i yeah. do that <laughs> you know like, <laughs> that's like literally like the, i mm-hmm. was looking at the amount of videos that i have and i was looking at the pokemon playlist we are we all know <laughs> that that pokemon <laughs> playlist is at least 75 percent videos that i made yeah you know? right i have 200 and something videos overall so that means about half of my videos <laughs> are pokemon videos <laughs> so like and most of those are like this would be cool you know so it's yeah. like i i know that like oh look at all the stuff that we could yeah, do right. with consoles and stuff like that but at the same time you have to be realistic in the sense that like they're not a developer like freaking CD Project Red or mm-hmm. even Nintendo EPD. So like yeah. expecting technical prowess on that level, especially with a franchise that's like freaking a thousand living creatures on top of the fact that they got to animate the world around it on top of the fact that they got to animate human characters, you know? Right. It's like, ah! <laughs> you yeah, I can only expect, but so much. I mean, I think the other thing too is, yeah, like I think like Pika Pika said, the, you know, they only understand the switch so much. That's definitely right. valid. But then also like just having the limited, the truncated development cycle that they have means that now that there's more to be done because it's, you know, a on a new hardware, but then also beats on HD hardware now for the first time. Mm-hmm. That means, yeah, like they, 
they you're having didn't. the same shift that most developers had six years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. Longer than that now, a decade ago, you know, yeah. and even more so because the the shift between standard definition gaming and 720p gaming mm-hmm. <laughs> for like, yeah. on the Xbox 360 and stuff like that, those games were rough too. And they took up a lot longer and spent a lot more money and stuff mm-hmm. like that on making the shift than even Pokemon Company yep. and Game Freak and all them did. And they went from sub-standard definition to 1080p. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they didn't make a shift from 480i or 480p or whatever to yeah. 720p. They made a shift from 240p to 1080p. That's yeah. wild. <laughs> With a thousand living creatures, animated humans, uh, you know, like vibrant mm-hmm. backgrounds and like an environment and stuff like that. It's like, come on, dude. <laughs> like, and it's realistic. not to say that we can't want more from it from the future but i think being realistic right, about the present is yeah. you can definitely want more but mm-hmm. demanding more yeah. and this like super like uh um entitled way mm-hmm. of like i want this so if you're not making it you're not doing your job you're a crappy company you're lazy blah 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 so mm-hmm. the crap is like eh, come on <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, Beckham Nobles says, well, the story in DP were bigger, in a sense, grander, but not better than black and white. Uh, but Gen 5's story was deeper, more well thought out, and better on a critic standpoint. But I would greatly disagree on the epic part. Yeah, it, uh, you see, if you mean big, yes, Gen 4 was a scouch more epic. Scouch. Mm-hmm. A little bit more epic, <laughs> but on a story standpoint, Gen 5 had a better and deeper story in the sense of how the story was portrayed and made Gen 5 is more epic. This seems but a yeah, little bit nitpicky, but yeah, but you know, also this fine. is another, this is another comment that's like trying to argue a point that I'm not trying to make, <laughs> you know, like I never said that the story was better. I'm saying that the, like there's more epic set pieces because they're literal gods mm-hmm. in this yeah. game. And the whole point of that part of the video was to be like, this is something that's like easy animation fodder of like, look at how great we are uh-huh. animating things, you know, yeah, whereas right. like gen five was more like, existential and like should we really be using pokemon as battle creatures and stuff like do they want to mm-hmm. be that or are they are friends or do or are they our tools you know um <laughs> yeah. like and that way and even that like i wouldn't argue that point because i think all pokemon stories on a baseline are garbage like they're n- none of them are good <laughs> you know like so so being like this story is better than this story doesn't really mean anything because mm-hmm. the story in terms of like a went to b went to c and then you know everybody had mm-hmm. a happy ending and stuff like that is bad the good thing about pokemon is its lore its stories yeah. are bad yeah. <laughs> like so that's I, I, I never was arguing that i know i know we've talked about making uh like building the best the building the perfect pokemon game video at some point but that's a part that'll be really interesting to talk about and i feel like we talked about maybe with ian too or maybe yeah. we talked about it on in terms of zelda I, i've i think i was talking to ian about this exact thing on stream nice. where we were talking about like story versus lore in pokemon mm-hmm. and, but like yeah, yeah what's what's a way to make the zelda not zelda the pokemon story interesting because the the key part of the story is you're going around collecting a bunch of Pokemon. And it's one of those things where like, like in breath of the wild, it's weird where like quick, you got to beat Ganon as quick as possible. And you're like, but I've got like 300 more Koroks that I want to go find in these little bushes or whatever, you know, like, um, so there's, you know, a disconnect there, but 
what's a way to make that story actually be something that's interesting or does it even matter? And should you not focus too much on that at all? I don't know. I think if they're going to care about story, they need to separate it from the, the, the campaign and the mm-hmm. that like yeah. it's yeah. two separate things. It's like, okay, either you, well, the thing that makes the most sense is if you do the traditional campaign first and you're mm-hmm. like, you become this full fledged trainer. Now you're a champion. So now we yep. can throw like a, evil big bad at you or whatever right mm-hmm. um and work the lore into that right because now the story is just positioned in a way that they can tell that story and naturally intertwine that into the traditional pokemon journey mm-hmm. you know but you shouldn't really have to worry about that because it yep. just makes all of it worse because <laughs> you can't really like fully focus on either one of those things mm-hmm. um and that's why it's like the the time that they tried to focus on the one thing you know where it's like the story is the pokemon journey last gen or this gen people are like oh it's no good story mm-hmm. but i think that the best way to do it is it, like logically and stuff like that is to like separate those two things do a story that's uh that works in more of the lore rather than it just mm-hmm. being like this like low-hanging fruit because like at the end of the day the gen 5 thing low-hanging fruit like the story mm-hmm. of like are pokemon our friends or there are war tools you know like that's low-hanging fruit freaking uh like extremist christians and stuff were telling that story in the early 90s you know like <laughs> my favorite there's okay if anybody's not seen this there's a video called pokemon power I, okay so again pastor's kid missionary kid over here um my parents are very fine with me playing pokemon stuff but i also had friends like just you know right next to me that they were not allowed to play pokemon um mm-hmm. so there's that it's funny but all that to say <laughs> it's a video called um it's it's one of those like song of five videos called Pokemon Power, and it's a preacher from like the '90s or whatever uh, talking about how evil Pokemon is, and they auto tuned it and all that stuff. And it's it when you hear it first of all, it'll be stuck in your head for days, but it's also just <laughs> super super funny. I'll find it. I'll leave it in the show notes. So if you listen to this, just look in the description. It'll be there unless I forget. In which case, just remind me and I'll find it. <laughs> Nice, nice. it's very funny but yeah exactly that's it's it's low-hanging fruit for that reason and then also yeah that's like pretty much what video was i watching recently um i think it was a it was a game maker toolkit video that was talking about yeah i don't remember what video it was but it was talking about like concepts that you kind of just don't really think about them at the time when you're like playing a game as a kid or when you're playing it for the first time and then suddenly you think back on it later and you're like, Oh, that's kind of weird that we're doing this thing. And that's all it is. It's like, yeah, it's man. I really want to know what that was called that they were talking about. Cause it was interesting to me, but it was interesting where it's just like, yeah, that's pretty, that is exactly Pokemon is you don't think about it at all as a kid. And then suddenly you do. And you're like, well, that's pretty mm-hmm. messed up. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, it just like, that is the the problem with pokemon like are you in like which story is better it's like it doesn't matter because all of them suck like yeah (laughs) that's not why you're playing pokemon yep it's i mean that extends to video games in general i am Mm -hmm. like for the most part video game stories are meh because they're all like remember that story that was in that one book let's do our version of that you know like Uh uh-huh and that's I the, remember best, the best stories, like the ones that are lauded as like, like The Last of Us. It's like, it's literally the same type of like zombie story that we've been telling all the time, but it's a video game now. So uh-huh. it's incredible, you know? Uh, I remembered what video it was, by the way. It was um, uh, Brian David Gilbert, who's, I guess, now at Polygon. 
and made a video talking about the punji pits in Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4, um, <laughs> which is like the spike pits or whatever, but it's yeah. specifically the name of like very banned uh, things in, um, it was like Vietnam guerrilla warfare. They would make it out of like sharpened sticks <laughs> instead of just, be, I don't know. It's a very specific thing, but it was, he talked about the fact that that along with other things like specifically Pokemon are things that you just gloss over. Like, Oh yeah, there's a spike bit in Tony Hawk pro skater too. Mm-hmm. Like whatever. Ah, that's funny. And then you think about later as an adult and it's like, Oh yeah, that's kind of weird. And it was named specifically after the thing from the Vietnam war that's now banned by the UN. And yeah. like, Whoa. but at the time it's like, like that's like, the thing that would make the pokemon store like incredible if they worked the lore of like some of these pokemon like the pokedex just go through the pokedex <laughs> for these days and like yeah. just like let your mind wander the type yeah. of crazy stories that they can like position these games around but yeah. they don't do it it's it nope. just always at best it's like evil crime syndicate has some type of existential question for you to ponder <laughs> with your head. and it's like uh, yeah right okay yep i mean there's some oh i don't know exactly what it is off the top of my head but there's some very easy thanos fodder kind of thing where Mm -hmm. like in the sense that like he and killmonger i of all the marvel supervillains, definitely have the most like compelling kinds of arguments where it's like is that a good point do i agree with the bad guy a little bit you know that kind of thing also i watched a show recently um utopia it's on amazon prime um and same kind of thing where like they make the bad guy be like yeah this is it's you i don't really want to do this but for the good of the world i'm gonna do it and it's it's bad but it's what you got to do and like those kinds of things i feel like there's a lot of that opportunity in pokemon that they aren't going to take advantage of because it's like you know too dark for kids i guess Mm -hmm. but maybe also could just go over kids heads and they wouldn't notice and only the parents would watch it and be like (laughs) oh true like freaking uh what is that movie wally (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly or every pixar movie honestly yeah toy story 4 there's a bunch of pixar movies i haven't seen i need to go back and watch them i think so it was like a a long string of time where it's like i saw every pixar movie and then i think it was like brave was like the 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 first one i was like well I didn't see it. for whatever reason. I don't have a problem with it. It's yep. just, I didn't see that. And then after that, it was yep. like, okay, now I'm just, there's no more every movie that I've seen. Exactly. Same trajectory. I don't think it, it wasn't brave. I saw brave. I want to say it was either. Oh wait, actually I'd never saw Ratatouille at the time because it was, I, I thought it was not a Pixar movie or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think afterwards when I realized that I was like, Oh, I haven't seen every Pixar movie. Then I didn't watch the next one, and then yeah, same kind of thing. Like, I've seen, I've been seeing Good Dinosaur. Same, I, like yep. I said, I still haven't seen Brave. I Cars three? Did they make a Cars three? I think yeah, they so. Made a Cars three? I, I haven't seen that. Cars two or I saw Cars two. Um, <laughs> Incredibles two was not nearly. I saw as Incredibles as could two. Have been. I saw yeah. Um, uh, Onward is one I would like I to watch. That. that every time I was like. It's on it Disney Plus, Plus, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like in the zeitgeist, and I was like, yeah. I have Disney Plus. Like, it's fine. <laughs> I I want to watch it, and Ashley was really excited about it ahead of time. But literally every time, I'm like, hey, you want to watch Onward? She's like, oh, I just I don't know if I feel like up to it right now. I'm like, when are we going to watch this movie? <laughs> <laughs> so I want to watch it, but I don't know what is going to happen. It's funny because we watch way more serious stuff, but I think she just knows like it's going to hit her in the feels. It's about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a dad and stuff. Right. I don't know. Like 
I get it. But at the same yeah. time, I'm like, okay, but I want to watch it though. <laughs> uh, moving on. Mega Man left a comment on your video and said, I think you guys have nailed it on the head with this video. Gen 4 remakes, mm-hmm. Snap, some TCG stuff. I like Parker's thought process around revamping the older games. And I would love to see the TCG added onto Switch, even if it's just the online version, but could be played on Switch. I think that would be dope. It'd be sick. Yeah. I'm down. I think if they put the freaking TCG thing on Switch, I would at least try to play it. And then, like, if I like it, you know, I'll be freaking, you know, hit me up, Pokemon Company, more cards, you know? That's right. (laughs) Well, what's funny, the whole time I was talking about TCG, I was thinking just the Game Boy trading card game on. But then you put the other stuff, and I was like, yeah, actually, because, like, there's an app, right? I put the Game Boy, yeah, I put the Game Boy one on there, but I put. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So, because you had both, which Mm -hmm. diversified from what I was already saying, which was good. But, um, because, yeah, there's an app where you could just play the game, right? With like the cards yeah. that you download from the thing. Yeah, that would be awesome. If we could just do that, that would be fun. I, yeah, I don't know why I like the Pokemon trading card game game so much, but I don't think I ever, I had it, but I don't think I ever like played it. <laughs> I, that was like definitely one of those like Christmas gifts or something that like my aunts or whatever were like, she was like, like, he likes Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And little did they know what I, what me and my sister used to do our, po- like I had freaking thousands of Pokemon cards. Yeah. And we just used to throw them all over a room. Like, it's a Pokemon <laughs> card party, dude. <laughs> Pokemon cards. I love stuff like that. Card I remember I my grandma uh, one Christmas was like, oh, Parker likes Pokemon cards. And she gave me a whole stack of Pokemon cards that she bought that some like maybe she paid like five bucks for to a neighbor kid that was like getting rid of them and had it was like the best card of the of the whole bunch was like a Pidgeotto and every it was like all just like 23 star use and 17 oh bell sprouts and stuff and so i was just like i guess i've got some deck fodder or something like but it was the thought that counts she didn't know the difference she was like it's pokemon cards you know yeah. and so i was like all right cool thanks i've since played it um yep. on my computer a long time ago mm-hmm. it's i mean it's fine yeah. But like, if I if it's on my switch, I'll freaking I gotta figure it out, you know. <laughs> be good at it. I've got to yep. be an elite Pokemon or whatever. That's true. <laughs> the elite Smash equivalent. <laughs> I have to. It would be required of me. It's uh, accurate. So do it. Put it there you on. go. Uh, yeah. So you made that video, and then I made a video on Animal Crossing. I pulled a couple of comments, but then also, man, you guys did fantastic at commenting on this video. Like. That's true. I mean, I, I did a call out right at the beginning of the video, which I was a little bit afraid that would hurt retention time some to where the, which is just a fancy word of like that people would watch the video, see that I ask a question for comments or right at the beginning and be like, I don't want to watch this video. He's asking me to write a comment and then dip out, but you didn't. And <laughs> that's, mean, that's great. What, see, that's the thing. Like I used to be scared of that. Um, but then I realized that everybody does that. Like everybody, mm, like, yeah, there's so many freaking videos that like the first 30 seconds and it's all, I would say a lot of like YouTube, like consultants and stuff like that mm-hmm. advise you to like pitch the video, tell people that they should subscribe to your channel, ask them to engage with the video in the comments within mm-hmm. the first 30 seconds. <laughs> so it's like, after I saw all that, I was like, and the fact that so many people do that, I was like, well, mm-hmm. screw it. Like, <laughs> I'll freaking yeah. tell them to subscribe. And the but first like, this ratio of there's 122 likes on the video and 112 comments. You guys mm-hmm. are insane. That's awesome. Um, so 
that was fun. But the first thing that I asked for, and I'm going to share my screen again here in a second, excuse me, um, is I asked for everybody to write when the last time they like played the game was, and I was going to make a chart and I didn't make a good chart, but, it did, but, uh, but I made <laughs> one. Chart. It exists. I, I was like, I don't know that I have a great way to visualize this information, but here's a chart of the 63 people that I got answers for by the time I started making this. And then I had to work all day. Um, was this is assuming everybody started playing in March, which probably for the people that answered is mostly the case. Um, at, at least based on the comments that people left, I don't know that anybody started in the middle, but this is how many people of the 63 are still playing now, which I will say is a lot more than I anticipated than based yeah. on who I thought was going to be watching the video. So that's awesome. Right. So long story short, if you're not watching and you're just listening, uh, the chart starts off 63 people in March. And then by about July, we're down to 47 and November, uh, 32. So that's 32 people that watched the video about stopping playing animal crossing saying they're still playing animal crossing. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of people still playing animal crossing. Needless to say, it's true. I think it's just going to be a silent majority, you know, like I feel like I I've said that a it's, lot of times but it's like the original because you know the the beginning of this the, mm -hmm. the genesis of the animal crossing thing on our channel was me being like dude i'm telling you this is a giant franchise <laughs> love this thing mm -hmm. <laughs> right and it's like nobody knew that nobody knew that animal crossing was a huge franchise mm -hmm. but now it became big and a lot of newer people joined yep. in it almost doubled in mm -hmm. size if not more than that uh when it's all said and done um, so I was like, yeah, these people play this game and they buy it every single time, you know, like mm -hmm. they all sell at least 11, 12 million units or whatever. And they just play it. They're not making a big deal about it. They're not posting on Twitter. They, they might be like, oh, look at this outfit that I got or whatever. Yeah. Right. But for the most part, they just casually play it. They're just freaking grandmas that check into their animal cross an island every, <laughs> every day for the past seven years or whatever. Right. On the 3DS. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, are, I think, and that's the thing there was, um, like some people talked about, it. I think the way that people played it, I'd be curious if it, to see people's ratios or whatever, where like the people that are playing it now, did they also play less at the beginning and it's been more spread out the whole time? Or did they also have as big of a bump at the beginning and then it, you know, drew out and stuff. Um, I would assume that, they, well, I don't know if it's as big, like, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's a thing. Cause like, people at the beginning like the new fans and stuff like that they're playing yeah. for like eight hours you know yeah because they're mm -hmm. trying to get the thing you know they're trying right. to get to their objective they want to mm -hmm. have their island in a certain type of way and blah 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 um but i could assume that they play it more often than they would now you know mm -hmm. they probably yeah for sure and they played for six hours you mm -hmm. know and now they play for two hours a day or whatever right? yeah um, and it's, it's more like that, that definitely seems to be the theme. in a lot of these comments is people saying they're like, yeah, I played a lot more at the beginning, uh, but I still play now, you know, I dip in every day, do my dailies and stuff. And that's the thing. I think for me, I, I seldom cared about my dailies, quote unquote. And like, um, uh, seven, for example, talked about, uh, checking in with their villagers and those kinds of things. And that's something that I don't care about my villagers that much. If any of my villagers <laughs> ask me to move out, I'd be like, yeah, man, have a good old time. And okay. This is the thing I was going to say this before recording, but I was going to wait till now. I was so happy that the day I happened to log on to do this video and stuff. And maybe I know it's like 
the way the game's programmed and stuff, maybe it was bound to happen anyway. But the fact that any of my villagers asked to leave that day, I was so happy because that was like part of the thing I was going to talk about. And I was like, I really hope somebody asks to leave so that I can use that in the video itself. Um, and then they did. And so, I mean, it was Marina and I don't, like I said, the only care person I care about, I think on my Island is, um, and I forgot his name. Uh, he's the elephant that I gave a polka dot pink dress to forever oh ago. And he loves it. He has not stopped wearing it. And it's just, and he ha- wears like this big goofy green hat, like helmet thing. And this pink dress on top of his like racing stripe uniform. And, and he looks so dumb and I love it so much. But, um, but yeah, generally I just don't care that much about, I don't feel like I'm in my Island. I'm not invested in it. It's more of a project than a lifestyle. Whereas I think the people that are still playing it, it's they're more legitimately invested in a way that's, you know, actually fun to be in there for a while, as opposed to just like, I'm going to finish this project and get everything tightened up. I'm and here to do a thing. I'm not here. Cause I want to be, I want right. to do the thing. I have to be here to do the thing that I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> and once I'm done with the thing that I want to do, I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's that. So all I'd say, I'm very glad that so many people are still enjoying the game. Um, there were definitely some people that were, that were like, you know what the reason i'm not playing the game is because nintendo hasn't updated it or hasn't done this or that um and those things i think are valid for yeah i think those things are valid we touched on those in the video but um but let's talk about these two comments that i pulled actually i'm going to switch the order let's do cool cools first uh cool said i was actually going to ask in the qa comments for the podcast for any tips for the game I'm buying it for me and my girlfriend this weekend to play together. Also, if I should buy the game in the first place, or if Pikmin would be a better choice. I'll let you answer first. Um, if you're buying it for you and your girlfriend and you're okay with, you know, or either one of you are okay with like, uh, sharing an island to the other person's will (laughs) (laughs) where it's like, I want the island to look like this, you know, Mm -hmm. then I would say definitely get uh, animal crossing. I think that it's a better game to like play together in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, on that note too, I would say, um, if you care firstly about animal crossing, and also happen to want to play it with your significant other, just this is for anybody, then get it on two separate switches. If you care mostly about your significant other, and yeah. then Animal Crossing is a fun thing to do that with, then it, which is the case for you, it sounds like cool, cool, then get it on the same switch. Like, right, but I will also say that it depends on, like, if that's the true, if that's the truth right. both ways, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah well, exactly. Because if they just care about doing something <laughs> with you, there's no point in getting another switch, you know? Right, like just, exactly, yeah. So I think that's, uh, I, I, like, yeah, Mitch and Catherine have one switch that they play Animal Crossing. I mean, they don't really play it anymore, but they played mm-hmm. it on, and then Ashley and I have two separate switches. Right. Um, and I think that worked out well where, like, I know Ashley had like more specific things that she wanted to do on her island. Right. And we, since we already had switches anyway, this way we could visit each other's islands and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you only have one switch between you and you're happy to have the same island and work on it together, that's a fun project to have, but it does right. mean there's going to be little things that you might want to not do in a day so that she can do them or vice versa, because right. you can't both, you know, dig up. There'll only be enough fossils for one of you to dig up in a day, that kind mm-hmm. of a thing, maybe so. Um, as far as tips for the game though, that's, I mean, 
those kinds of things is, you know, be conscientious of each other. If you're going to be playing it, uh, you know, uh, making sure that you don't just do all the things and then have the other person not have something to do, I guess. But otherwise, yeah, just take your time, you know, have yeah. fun with I would it. Say, I would say definitely don't, pace yourself. I think the yeah. best way to play the game is very not how most people play the game <laughs> where it's like, I got to finish this thing yeah. now, you know, like just take it as it comes and mm-hmm. have an idea in mind with what you want your Island to look like mm-hmm. and let that be malleable, you yeah. know, um, so that you can enjoy it for as long as you possibly can, especially since it's like a thing that you're doing alongside your girlfriend. And it's mm-hmm. not just this thing that you want to do for yourself um, and move on, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. And especially with, um, yeah, the turnip trader and all that kind of stuff is useful, but just don't you know like that's you break the economy so quickly but then again maybe do because yeah like, I, I, I know like my aunt um mm-hmm. that plays game she was like her villager was in my island and stuff like that i told her that and mm-hmm. i was like you're gonna break this game for yourself and she's like no i just want to like customize the things and like change uh-huh. my clothes all the time and do all that stuff this gives me the ability to do that and i was yeah. like okay cool all right. and she still plays the game so yeah <laughs> so there, uh, some people like god mode you know? <laughs> yeah i mean that's the thing i guess if um it can it breaks the loop depending on what you've let the loop become for you. Right. If the loop is the growth process, then it breaks that for sure. But mm-hmm. if the loop for you has more to do with the content like the specific things, like yeah, then that stuff's kind of endless, I guess. You know, right. I do think here's my one of my not gripes with the game, but something that a lot of people have said um, is just that there is a lot of like furniture items or whatever like cosmetic things that have been in other games that they haven't brought forward yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they're going to do that in like a big, like the anniversary update that has furniture things. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But it does seem like I like even just watching Ashley go to her Island, the Timmy and Tommy is just at this point has repeats of the same stuff all the time. And so like logging in to not know if you're going to find anything new in a day, um, is kind of a bit disappointing. So that's something that outside of just having like, there's a bunch of new Halloween furniture or there's a bunch of new, you know, this kind of furniture. I do think they should be maybe scattering some of that stuff in a little bit more often. And maybe there are, and I'm just not more aware of it. Um, but I think that would help it feel more fresh. Or even just with how big this game is actively work towards developing new things in that Yeah. Yeah. Area rather than just bringing stuff back. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but like, yeah, more furniture sets and stuff I think would be helpful for a lot of people. I mean, it's still, you can, at that point, once there's just a whole new furniture set, you can also just then go to Nookazon and get the whole thing really fast, which then breaks Mm -hmm. it again. So it's, you know, it just depends how you play, but yeah. uh, And then the last comments, I only pulled two comments because we, I mostly did the chart thing, but this one is more on the game of the year part. Um, but Makoto Yuki said, to be honest, the whole game of the year thing is kind of outdated. I don't know. Game of the month. I can understand, but there's no way I can play a game, especially in animal crossing for more than three months straight. Uh, yeah, no, this is another one of those comments where it's like, you're arguing against a point that we're not trying to make. It's not, about what is your individual game of the year Mm -hmm. is the fact that this game 
had a huge and it's still continuing to have a huge impact on the year freaking joe biden is campaigning animal crossing you can't uh-huh. <laughs> like you like you may have dropped the game after a month or a week or whatever the case may be that's fine mm-hmm. but there's no other game that impacted the general mm-hmm. populace like Animal Crossing did this year. There's yep. even games like Fall Guys and, you know, Among Us and stuff like that. Those are way smaller in scope in terms mm-hmm. of like the amount of people that were mm-hmm. like in love with this game for any period of time. So it's just, it's, it's I mean, just I think, like, yeah, there's it's no also, real argument. <laughs> it sounds like also maybe what you're talking about isn't, a game of the year, but it's a game for the year in terms of like, I'm going to buy one game this year and I'm going to play this for the whole year or something, which in that case, yeah, that's, that's true. A game of the, like having a game of the month or whatever there's for a lot of people that are like avid gamers. There's like a game for the year sort of thing. Mm -hmm. That's completely dependent on the person. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like there's no game like that can have that title. For everybody even breath like, of the wild literally yeah. because in a lot of ways i yeah. do just play smash brothers for the life of my switch and be entirely fine <laughs> but that's not <laughs> the case for everybody right you know? yeah and there's people that could literally just play animal crossing for the rest of their life of their switch and just mm-hmm. be fine <laughs> yep. you know um yeah but i mean yeah even like i i you know, was pretty much done playing most of Breath of the Wild in like June of the year that it came out before the DLC and then played that and then the last DLC. So like, you know, had some bumps there that like I picked it back up. But even that, which was definitely my, you know, that's my game of the year, game of the decade, game of the whatever. But mm. as far as it being my game for the year, like, no, I, I just would have not been playing games for a while then after that. Mm. So I think it's just a different way of, thinking about that then yeah. um I, th- I think the type of game that animal crossing is and the way that most people that buy animal crossing generally play animal crossing painted mm-hmm. everybody's perspective like they, mm-hmm. they expected the game to to grab them specifically for as long as it grabs the animal crossing mm-hmm. fandom yeah right, right. um and it, it, people ding it for that but if you think about most games nobody's playing freaking the last of us two for mm-hmm. a month you yeah. know, like the worth of time. Like it might take you a month to beat it, but you're mm-hmm. still putting in the same 20 hours that everybody else is putting. In. Right. Uh, whereas with Animal Crossing, it's like this thing that people put 250 hours in, <laughs> you know, like I don't care like how fast you specifically may have done that. You still mm-hmm. put the 250 hours in. Mm-hmm. That's a normal lifespan, if not significantly longer than most other games tend to have. So yeah. like, it's, it's disingenuous to like knock it for that. Mm-hmm. because you burnt out on it yeah. in a like chronological short mm-hmm. amount of time right where it's like you still put the same 250 hours in that you might have put into a different game uh, across four months or whatever and two mm-hmm. months but that's not the game's fault that's your fault <laughs> it would be interesting for me kind of taking a step back from part of this conversation but of like in terms of game of the year what would um you know the Jeff Keeley and their team or whatever, like the game awards, that's the words I was thinking of. How would they define what it means to be the game of the year for them? Because I think for me, like it seems if we're talking about a game for 2020 that like, 
you know, like we said in the video a million times, like means 2020, it's Animal Crossing. But for a lot of people in, in the comments, like people were like, no, it's for sure goes to Tsushima or this whatever other thing. Some of them were saying for themselves, which that's totally reasonable. That yeah. I, I can feel that. Which but in terms of like talking about for the year as a whole and like, what I'm curious about is how would they define it differently than the way I'm defining it? Is it something maybe more like the most breathtaking game of the them, year? I think or, all of them define it differently at different points in time. Mm-hmm. That's why it's like, I, I don't even <laughs> like that. Cause like a lot of times they're like, okay, what's the most technically impressive game, but right. not every game that matters is technically impressive. Mm-hmm. I would say most games that matter are not. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so, and even then, like, n- yeah, not all games that are technically impressive matter either. Matter. It's the other exactly. way too. You know, like there's yeah. some games that are like, wow, that's crazy that it's doing whatever it's doing, but like also kind of who cares, you know? Yeah. Cause like Ghost of Tsushima for me, it was like, ah, okay. It's another third person Sony game that I don't care about the theming for. So I'm going to skip this game and I yeah. don't care, you know? Um, but for others, it's like, oh man, I love this type of game. And this is the only one that's like this this year. So it's my game of the year. Yeah. Whatever, you know, <laughs> but like, I think that Jeff Keighley and outlets and stuff like that, they usually look for things that accomplish something that like notably changed the, the, the landscape. So mm-hmm. like a lot of times they will give game of the year to something like yeah. the walking dead or mm-hmm. Pokemon go or, you know, the breath of the wild. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I think it's honestly, wait, did they give it to Pokemon go? Uh, some outlets did. I don't know if um, the game awards did. Oh. I don't even know if it was nominated at the game awards. Game awards 2016. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Yeah. I don't think it was given to Pokemon go, awards. but I'm curious. I think it was overwatch one. Yeah, it was um, definitely Overwatch, but I don't know if it was even nominated. It wasn't nominated. Yeah, no. um, I mean, it might have been in probably in mobile game if they had that category at the time. Uh, I don't think they had that category at the time. Yeah, I don't even think it wasn't even nominated there, but I know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 it was. There was a mo- best mobile handheld game and it won that, which gotcha. obviously that makes sense. But yeah, I mean, that's I feel like that's a great example of like, that's the game that most like, I mean, well, the most. <laughs> and the, the, the thing about it is like, a lot of games media tries to like funnel in what games mean, right? Mm-hmm. For a long time, they would separate digital games away from games that had a retail presence, right? Yeah, so like something like, or, or not Ori, something like Super Meat Boy or whatever wouldn't even be qualified to win mm-hmm. game of the year because it would be the digital game of the year, you know, like, yeah, that sort of thing. Right. so like even that, like with a lot of outlets, I think that they're a bad way to gauge it because they try to segment what games mean in the same way that like a lot of like, you know, gamer bros do where it's like, you're not a gamer. You only play angry birds. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. You're playing a game, dude. <laughs> it's a game. You're a gamer. Yep. It's crazy. But yeah, so that's animal crossing. Uh, that's that video that we made and mm-hmm. i i'll say i had a very good time making this video um except for the editing part because my computer mm-hmm. didn't like the footage that i was using and it took forever to do it but as far as like writing it and stuff um i don't know yeah it was just fun to think about this as far as like you know the whole new game plus ideas and all that stuff which i still think that would be cool because like it is a shame that you can't start a new island without yeah. and i still i feel that way about breath of the wild honestly like i'd love to be able to start a, bre- a new breath of the wild save on the same profile without deleting my old one even that's not master like, mode see, the, the problem with breath of the wild for me is like i keep 
I keep doing that. Well, not on right. Not that that's and stuff like that. I start the game and then I play through it and I'm like, man, this part is so cool. And then I start to see the seams again and I'm like, right. I don't yeah. care anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. No, I get that for sure. I mean, it, yeah, I don't know. In any case, there's that. Uh, but now we're on to hashtag our favorite part of the show. Q and a where we answer questions that you, a, um, <laughs> YouTube community. What? <laughs> I mean, well, I guess, yeah, <laughs> you, said, you said we answer questions that you, a, and I was like, wait, yeah. what we do the a short for ask. also ask, but oh, yeah, that's the one you got it. Look at it. Um, the Pagangan <laughs> asks favorite Nintendo character based off of story. Uh, Oh man. Here's here's a little secret I'm gonna give to you. I don't care about story and games very no much ever. <laughs> oh, so, um, I don't even like dying. Go on. <laughs> yes. Um uh, who what? I don't favorite Nintendo I, character based. So okay, I'll I'll go base more off of favorite Nintendo character based off of like their character you know like their personality character kind of thing because like uh, yeah yeah link doesn't have much personality yeah, not, not, you know not. like i i love zelda games but yeah link is fairly mm-hmm. you know um bland in that sense um maybe Luigi. i'd say <laughs> <laughs> yeah um maybe i'd say rex i i quite enjoyed his personality in xenoblade chronicles too i don't even remember his personality dude he, he's generic anime boy in my head <laughs> like, yeah but like i don't know i i feel like shulk to me was more generic anime boy than rex was yeah. mm-hmm. um and you know, like I, I enjoyed the story of Xenoblade Chronicles too. Um, I don't think I it was like breathtaking fried. or whatever, oh, but it was sixteen hours in. It was that's fun. Just a tutorial. Only sixteen, you loser! Didn't fully get through the tutorial, apparently. <laughs> oh, also, oh, I will say, Claude is quite fun. Um, he's not a playable character, but he's sketch, dude. He's sketch. yeah, he's, he's great. Sketch. <laughs> he's sketchy AF. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a really hard question to answer. The beginning. I'm curious. What's yours? Um, yeah, but AJ, do you have an answer? Luigi. There you <laughs> Luigi's go. the only character that yeah. I can think of uh, story-wise or whatever, like that has a personality mm-hmm. in a game that I would play, you know, uh, long enough to care. Yep. Because like the heavy story-based games and stuff, a lot of times their gameplay sucks. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to finish that. Are you crazy? <laughs> I mean, I don't even know. Nintendo-wise, I'm trying to think like how many heavy ba- story-based games are there because like yeah like when you there say that you know, if we're talking about like epd and stuff like that right but they yeah. have like studios that they bought after the fact and even mm-hmm. stuff like like metroid prime right like the story in that is not as like active where everybody's talking and stuff mm-hmm. you know like a lot of it's through text and like, i mean even then though i would say like um like hollow knight has a lot of story in it, but it's more lore. It's kind of like the Pokemon thing. Yeah, well, right. It, except for it doesn't bother trying to do story. It mm-hmm. just does lore and leans into that and does it very, very well. That's where there's a lot of like, that's what Nintendo stories seem to be across the board. Where yeah. It's like, it's, a, there's a lot of lore, mm-hmm. <laughs> not that much going on in terms of story though. Yep. So yeah, I mean, maybe just by default, I'll say Rex cause he's the one that kind of fits into that mold a little bit better, but mm. 
Bayonetta. <laughs> Reed Alexander asks, my question is for AJ, what is your favorite game to play online from Nintendo Switch and how do I set up a match with you? Favorite game to play? Smash Brothers. Uh, but that's, I mean, that's a layered answer because <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily say I love playing it the most online. <laughs> You know, uh, playing online specifically is like, well, I got to do what I got to do. Setting up matches, just hit me up in the Discord, dude. Yep. Like, there it is. It's just that simple. And if I got time, I'm down. And there it is. Or, I mean, uh, maybe or while you're on stream at some point. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty easy. Twitch.tv slash for the X4. Yeah. And, like, if I'm specifically streaming Smash Bros. Like, don't right. freaking come in the chat and streaming freaking Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity. You're like, don't <laughs> play me in Smash because it's probably not going to happen. But, like, when uh, I'm playing Smash, yeah. Um, cool, cool. Asks uh, a couple of questions, looks like. So, here we go. Uh, would you guys upload a video on who you're voting for for the Game Awards, if you're voting at all, slash speculations on who's most likely to win and when the nominees are out? I mean, technically, we do that for... I think we'll end up... Yeah, yeah it'll be a podcast thing. Like, it yeah. won't be a Fanatics 4 video. I, if we do Fanatics 4 Game Awards thing, it would most likely be what we expect to see announcement-wise right. there. Um I know we did that last year and I'm pretty sure it was all wrong because last year's was kind of a weird one. Yeah. Um, who cares? Who cares yeah. if it's wrong? Yeah. It's only it's, neat if it's right, you know? Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> like if it's wrong, it's like whatever. We already expected that, but it's cool if it's like, oh shoot, we were right about uh -huh. that. That's wild. <laughs> but yeah, we'll talk about that for sure. I mean, we'll talk about as we get closer to the end of the year and it's more topical, we'll talk about our game of the year games right. and all that kind of stuff. Because even though we've yeah. talked about um, Animal Crossing being the game of the year, right. I still Doesn't wouldn't mean that necessarily it was like our say it's favorite mine. game. Yeah, yeah. like just the game so, that was the most impactful for the year overall. Yeah. Um, continuing on, asks also on the video that AJ made for an Avatar game. What if they made like a 2.5D fighting game similar in style to Dragon Ball Fighter Z fighters that combines the Last Airbender and Korra characters? I'm a big fan of fighting games, and I feel like something like this has huge potential to be one of the best. Yeah, I'd be down. That'd be sick. I think I would like like an adventure sort of game for that series specifically better because I think I just like the idea of it being like you're the avatar and you're like you grew up in this mm -hmm. thing. You gotta mm -hmm. learn how to bend and do all that stuff. But I think that it also is like a IP that's well positioned for a fighting game too. Mm -hmm. um, that'd be neat. Yep. I mean, it would also be cool. I don't know to use the. Are there a lot of fighting games that have? elemental stuff or like types and stuff like that in the same way you know like you mean like like this is super effective yeah exactly that kind of thing ah, i mean not probably really, not no. for balancing reasons yeah. but it would be neat if if you could pick to like you know everybody for some reason has access to all of the different you know air banding water banding, like whatever through through assists could, yeah right exactly and you like could that. come and in just make sure you have a that balance it out you get and to pick may, yeah like mm -hmm. maybe it would be a thing where it's like there's weaknesses and stuff like that and like you're freaking uh firebender and you're mm -hmm. fighting a waterbender but to fend off the waterbender you have a earthbender on your team that yeah. blocks the water from the fire you know yeah like that sort of thing yep those kinds of things that would be neat i still yeah that'd be fun i'm still down with the yeah the um, adventure game as well yeah like if we're if we're ranking like how much i want what it would be the adventure game then the fighting game <laughs> but the fighting game i would be down that'd be cool yeah uh also also there was speculation about fortnite in smash how do you feel about that 
I wouldn't mind if the character's cool. I just think if it ever makes it in, it'll be a me gunner. I think that's all. LOL. Yeah, same. <laughs> I agree. I think that that would be annoying. He could, I mean, if they did do a Fortnite character, he could be good Steve. <laughs> like, he, <laughs> he would just be Steve that doesn't suck. Right. Yeah. Right. It's crazy. Uh, I freaking hate the Smash Brothers like <laughs> like content machine because it's like so many of the like top players slash content creators and stuff they'll gas up a character just because they know that there's hype around it so they're like this character is insane look at these combos that i can do on donkey kong in training mode with no di you know like this character's <laughs> crazy <laughs> so so they'll have all these people that just listen to top players and don't understand the game and can't like dissect what works and what doesn't work on on their own mm-hmm. and then, like they'll be all convinced so like whatever i'm like steve sucks they're like well esam said i'm like i don't give a crap what esam said i'm looking at the tools of the character i'm playing the game i'm playing against the character i still never lost a single match against this piece of crap character he's bad it's not, it's not that hard to understand yeah so with that being said Fortnite <laughs> jonesy or whatever the heck his name is will probably be better because he has projectiles and projectiles are stupid in this game I would say, I mean, I would, you know, I mean, they can put whoever they want to at this point. I would would be a little bit. Yeah. Same. Just because it feels like that's the, like Steve Minecraft has been around for 10 years now and it's been a cultural icon and stuff. Fortnite is definitely a cultural icon right now. And it, you know, it will be in the future as well, but like somehow it just, I don't know. It would feel more like a gimmick character that Nintendo doesn't like. I'm fine with the gimmick character that Nintendo owns, but a gimmick character that Nintendo like doesn't grab. own. It would feel yes. like cash grab is a much better term. Yeah. No. And it's like, which I'm just like, all right, that's fine. But as a me fighter, yeah, for sure. Do it. All day yeah. Long. 100%. If they do a me fighter, I'm not going to buy it. But I think <laughs> yeah. And lots of people will be happy. So that's great. You know, yeah. Um, go fish goldfish says, yo, since Kirby fighter came out, I have been thinking about what other franchises would look like in that format. What if there was a game where it was all Pokemon trainers, like in smash and you got yes. to pick your team of three. Yes. Maybe have some Pokemon home integration yes. as a way to unlock different <laughs> Pokemon. What would you want to see in a game like this? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> If there was just like a full freaking fighting game of like yeah. Smash Brothers Pokemon trainers, I'd be down for that. I'd be sick. Yo, it's called po- Pokemon uh, Tournament. No, it's not. Pokemon <laughs> Tournament's not like that <laughs> at all. It's not. No, I mean, yeah, because the point with this is Kirby Fighters is just like you take Kirby out of Smash and then you just mm-hmm. add a bunch of different garbage to him to make him different kinds of Kirbys. Yeah, right, and there you go. Right. So, yeah, similarly. Exactly. Pokemon trainer fighting as like the copy abilities and stuff. stuff Yeah. The harder thing I think with this, with a Pokemon, well, no, I mean, it would be like, no, never mind. Cause all the Kirby's still like their hitboxes are probably all the same to each other, but their like weight and everything else about them is all redistributed and changed up anyway. So they still do work. Like the Pokemon train, like it would be, so I told all the time. So, you know what dittos are, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Pokemon trainer Ditto is my favorite Ditto in the entire game because mm-hmm. it's it's the most true test mm. of who's best with the with each yeah. individual Pokemon. Whereas like as in two Ditto's, people are playing Pokemon trainer with all the 
with all three Pokemon. Pokemon and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Because then you're able to be like, oh, he's on Squirtle. I know Squirtle struggles with this. So I'm going to go mm-hmm. to this Pokemon and you blah, blah. You know, yep. like it tests your knowledge of the character. Whereas mm-hmm. with regular Dittos, it's just both people fishing for their best option. Yeah. So it's like, if I'm freaking Wolf, or Wolf's a, a worse example. Let me see. If I'm Mario, I'm just mm-hmm. fishing for my forward smash the whole time. You know, like that sort of crap. Yeah. Whereas with Pokemon Trainer, it's like, I might be fishing for 18 different moves with all three, uh, you know, all three Pokemon combined where it's like, okay, he's on Charizard. So let me try to cheese him with Ivysaur when he's trying mm-hmm. to up me. Oh crap. He's not Charizard anymore. He's Squirtle. Let me go to Squirtle. Oh man, he's better than me with Squirtle. <laughs> let me go to Ivy. You know, that whole yeah, thing. Yeah. It's like, you got to make so many decisions. Um, and that would just be the entire game of that, but with more Pokemon, you know, like even yeah. looking at like the different starters and stuff, even if they just limit it to that, where it's like all the Pokemon trainers are Pokemon trainers from different regions with those stars mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Those Pokemon differ a lot in terms of like their abilities and stuff, yeah. like how they move and like how they're, you know, what type of fighter they would be, you know, mm-hmm. like Rillaboom. I mean, nothing like I Incineroar obviously is, is super different than from Charizard. The other, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Right. So it's just that, you know, like that would be freaking sick. Yes, yeah. please. It could <laughs> just be Smash Brothers Pokemon Trainer, but with all different regions and like change it up so that mm-hmm. there's enough diversity in terms of like, don't make it so that every Pokemon Trainer has the first evolution be the water starter, right, the yeah. second evolution be, you know, change it up in that regard. Mm-hmm. And then just give the moves as that make sense. You know, like don't give Trico Razor Leaf. Give him mm-hmm. bullet seed, you know, yeah. like and that sort of, and his bullet seed works differently than uh, mm-hmm. Ivysaur's, which shoots straight up. His would be yeah. like razor leaf and shoot forward or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, you stick down. Yeah, that's a great idea. About that. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> um, continues to say, now that it's November, are there any games that you're hoping to pick up with a Black Friday sales, either eShop or physical? And then continues, are there any games that were released before 2020 that you still want to get? Thanks as always. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Um, man, I never know. Right now, I've got so many games in my backlog that I'm just starting to try to work through. And like I mentioned with, um, I'm playing, what's it called? Uh, Monster Boy and stuff. <laughs> so it would have to be pretty specific for me to actually want to get it. Otherwise, probably I'll just ask for stuff for Christmas because like people are going to want to get me Christmas gifts because they love me so much. No, they're going to want me to say something and i like i don't have that many other ideas for christmas gifts all the time so um that but uh yeah i don't know as far as like i still like dragon quest 11s is still a game that i would like to have eventually but i just know right now i don't have the time to play it so at some point if it goes on really good sale maybe i'll get it or ask for a group for christmas i don't know so. but there are a lot of other games that i would like i just don't have time <laughs> that's my biggest problem um no, I don't. <laughs> like, I just don't approach games like that. Like if I'm yeah. gonna get, like the thing for me, I might buy. I'm gonna buy freaking games for my other consoles. You know, like I'm getting mm-hmm. the freaking Series X on Tuesday. Tuesday mm-hmm. it comes out. That's crazy. That's so that. soon. I know. Yeah. Um, I don't care. You know, like I'm mm-hmm. like zero percent excited for it. I just got it because I, out of like fear that maybe I'll want it. You know. So yeah. I wanted to pre-order at least one of them. Um, so that's happening. I might take advantage 
uh, of Black Friday deals for that. But for Nintendo games, it's just, I usually just pull the trigger on those because, like, worst case mm-hmm. scenario, it's like I can stream it and it's a business yeah. expense, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I I don't really get that much stuff on Black Friday anyway. And usually when I do, it's stuff like uh, like a micro SD card or something yeah, like that. Same. Or, That's the type of stuff I'm looking yeah. for. Like I might buy a freaking TV. You know, <laughs> I need I need a whole bunch of new drumsticks. I've uh, I got a whole bunch at Did some they point. Go on sale for Black Friday? <laughs> I have no clue. I've never bought tried to buy them at Black Friday, but it so happens to line up right now. So I think uh, I wild. might. See I mean, I have also like though soft center probably freaking- yeah a guitar center like sweetwater or whatever um yeah, also same, there's man. like different um plugins and stuff. so i freaking bought a th- <laughs> i bought an adapter for my so i had the old crappy mic mount thing mm-hmm. for for my other mic I bought an adapter so that I can use that mount for my camera instead of buying an Elgato multi mount or whatever. Gotcha. Which I'm probably going to do eventually or whatever. I bought it. I bought it from Sweetwater, and they sent me candy, and I was like, they what the always heck? send candy. Like, it's yeah, great. Like they said, it's like old candy. man candy, but because yeah. it's always. Um, but I it's... spent like ninety four cents. <laughs> they sent me like more candies, like more money worth of candy than I spent. Yeah. <laughs> thing i was like man see what is it they 100 old people candy oh yeah it's um it's It's always um smarties which i do like oh side note if you're in the uk or europe smarties are different there than they are here um (laughs) everywhere not america smarties are basically it's more like m&ms they're a little bit bigger and i think they're like they've kind of got a fruitier taste um Mm -hmm. but then yeah here's smarties like skittles are they skittles <laughs> no i mean it's like i i think and i could be wrong about this but you know how like people are like oh i like the blue m&ms because they taste a little bit bluer or whatever oh which is God. like <laughs> which is wrong and dumb um yeah. <laughs> except for one person so one time someone was like yeah i don't really eat the red or the yellow or the orange m&ms and i was like that's dumb they don't taste any different and they're like no i'm i'm allergic to the food coloring in the red oh yellow and orange. so like oh actually okay if you're gonna die from from some food coloring that I'm gonna die. I'll allow that. But I think if I remember right, somebody told me that like with the different color of Smarties, the European ones, which again, they're like M&Ms, a little bit bigger, but the blue ones actually like have a little bit of flavoring or something like that that's a bit different. I don't know. Um, I'm going to look it up though right now. Different colored Smarties. Those Smarties are stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, in Europe, I don't know how I'm gonna look this up. I'm, I don't feel European like. Smarties. <laughs> That's the ones. Look at those candies. Um, wait, oh, you're not sharing your screen. Colors? No, I'm not. I'm looking it up on my other computer. Um, oh, rip, rip, rip. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe I, I could be totally wrong about that. Somebody told me that. Um, but I haven't eaten them in so long since I was a kid. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's probably wrong. Nevertheless, whatever. Nice, but they they send old candy, people candy, and it's some great. Some type of freaking caramel crap. That was yep. Tootsie rolls, laffy taffies, peppermints. I think that's usually what they send. But it's good. Sweetwater is nice too because they um, usually they freaking called me. I was like, "What the? <laughs> like, who's your? 
Oh, here's your sweet router. So now whoever Andy. that person was, Andy, mine is Bob Mondock. If you're in the Nashville region, probably yours is Bob Mondock too. I think they have like, you know, regional places or whatever, but that's going to be like your person. Anytime you use Sweetwater again, it's that person. And it's fun. Like they do a good job at that. The only thing that sucks is they used to be tax free in uh, Tennessee, at least and probably a bunch of other States because it was, um, interstate trade or whatever. And like, if you sell something in a, if I sell something from a state into a state where I don't have any kind of business or whatever, then there's no tax on it, that kind of thing or whatever. But Mm -hmm. they opened up a warehouse in Tennessee. So now suddenly there's taxes here, which is lame. Cause like, that was super nice when you buy like a, you know, thousand dollar guitar and you don't and then you just like have to pay taxes on it. Cheaper yeah, or that's awesome. <laughs> but now you have to pay the extra hundred dollars, which I'd love to have money to buy a new thousand dollar guitar. That's not going to happen, but nevertheless, continuing on with these so questions with that hundred dollars. So many drumsticks. So many drumsticks. <laughs> Unfortunately, not as many drumsticks as you'd like. They're kind of expensive. I mean, not like super expensive, but like, you know, yeah, 15 bucks still, for a pair of drumsticks. Yeah. There's still multiple drumsticks. So you can yeah. buy at least like six, <laughs> <Yeah>. six pairs. <laughs> uh, Andrew Vask asks, if you could only play three games for the rest of your life, what would they be? So for you, if you could only play two games for the rest of your life, what would they be? <laughs> <laughs> um, Smash Brothers, Pokemon, yeah. Sword, I guess. Um, uh-huh. And uh, what would be a third game? I would say Splatoon. But Splatoon, like, I only have fun with Splatoon when I'm playing with three other people that don't suck. Like, Splatoon gets in my... Like, the reason why I like Pokemon and Smash Brothers is because I'm in control of my destiny, you know? Like, mm-hmm. if I lose, it's because I suck. You yeah, know? right. Like, I hate losing because everybody else on my team sucks. That doesn't mm-hmm. feel great. Um, So, I don't know. I don't know what the third game is. Yeah. Animal Crossing. <laughs> Man, I don't know. For me, I think... It's hard to answer this. One time, I think I answered this... And it was just like, if you could only play one game for the rest of your life, I think it said RuneScape. Um, and I'd that probably still... Nerd stuff. If, if I knew for sure, hey, you you have to pick one, like these games, you can't play anything else, then I would pick something like that where it's like, I don't love it, but it has... <laughs> the only reason I don't play like RuneScape variety. or Civ Six or anything like that is because I know I would... That could be a game What's that would be the only it, game yeah. that I put a bunch of time in um and not that i love any of the individual bits about it but i just there's always progression you know like and that's Mm -hmm. the thing is with a lot of these other games there's just a limit to your progression so it it would probably end up being some kind of sim games like that um yeah for me it would definitely be a thing i care more about uh like inner progression mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah right that i feel like i'm getting better not because mm-hmm. the game tells me i'm doing better yep um that's where it's yeah i mean it's dumb like i'll i still like playing uh like yahtzee or whatever in clubhouse games against the computer and it's like this is totally random but it, you know it's a little bit of a challenge every time because mm-hmm. like you still got to be kind of critically thinking about what decisions you want to make and all that mm-hmm. but there's still a large amount of randomness as opposed to other games where you just constantly get better to the point where it's like whatever or you know what opposite angle i would just become a speedrunner of <laughs> mario odyssey or something where like nice. or breath of the wild or whatever where Yo, like i just play the game over and over and over that'd be sick like you would yeah. forget that like 
Breath of the Wild had, yeah, I was about to say Mario Odyssey would probably be cooler, but now that I think about it, Breath of the Wild has some cool stuff too, because like it the does. time skips and like the using the runes and whatnot. To, Man, to there's that. some crazy stuff that people have figured out in Breath of the Wild as far as like, yeah, it's just insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, continuing on, questions from Twitter now. Uh, Falcon asks, I want to talk about having Max right on the podcast. I don't really have any questions. Hope you boys are doing all right. Hey, man, that's all his fault, dude. Oh, he commented, we, Max commented and was like, yeah, man, they've said a lot of times it's up to me. No, so. I'm upset about that. He said you specifically told him <laughs> that it was. I've been saying, I've been screaming it from the rooftops about literally anybody that comes on this show. If you were to come on this show, even if you haven't been on this show, if you're a friend and you make content and stuff like that, freaking hit me up and say, yo, I want to be on directly to you this week. You guys, what are you guys doing? We're good most times for guests. Just mm-hmm. hit me up. Because <laughs> it's easier for you to ask me than it is for me to ask individually everybody, yo, are you free to do drinks? Yeah, and right. And Bob, you know, like, just hit me up. That's true. Bob does it. <laughs> and then Max himself asked, what's the game that would convince you guys to get a next-gen console, exclusive or non-Nintendo third-party? I mean, I already... <laughs> yeah, you already <laughs> going. I already promoted Xbox. Um... But I mean, as far as like the PlayStation, what, what's going to convince me to do that? I mean, I would have got a PlayStation if Spider-Man Miles Morales, if I couldn't play that on my PlayStation 4, but since I can, why not? Yeah, um, right. And I, the reason why, because I was going to, like I said, I wanted to get at least one of them. But the mm-hmm. deciding factor for why I got the Xbox One, I mean, the Xbox Series X first was because I know in the long run, I'm mm-hmm. going to buy most of my third party games on that. Mm-hmm. There's games pass, so I don't have to spend a lot of money up front. Like mm-hmm. I have the console, I pay fifteen dollars a month. I can play whatever games I want whenever I want on yeah. the thing, and when I don't want to play it, whatever. Yeah. It's not a whole a huge loss. Whereas mm-hmm. with the PlayStation, bare minimum, I got to spend four hundred dollars on the thing, which I'm not going to get the digital version because I want to have the option mm-hmm. to be like, oh, there's twenty dollars off it. Yeah, right. Amazon physically or whatever, right? Um, but then I got to spend like I got to spend the seventy dollars on the game. So like even if I get the cheaper thing, it's still putting me in the margin of the Xbox, like the full physical version mm-hmm. anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, right. So for me, the thing that's going to make me buy the PlayStation is when Ratchet and Clank comes out because that's yep. the first game that they announced that I care about that's exclusive on the PlayStation Five. Yeah, I think for me, um, it's. It won't have to be one specific game because it'll be uh, stuff that's on Game Pass anyway. So maybe it'll be the straw that broke the camel's back at some point. But any one of the three, depending on which comes out first and uh, then also looks like I want it to look like or whatever, not in terms of game, not in terms of like graphics or, but just in terms of like the kind of game, the gameplay you. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, Everwild's avowed, and or um, uh, Fable. Those ones are the ones that I'm most interested in. I mean, they're all like, you know, fantasy, blah, blah, blah stuff. And like, that's the kind of thing that I like. So, cause I just, yeah, I don't, if that's not to say the PlayStation doesn't have some of those. We're like, obviously Ghost of Tsushima kind of like, it, it's not, but it like eh, borderline mm. fits in that. And there's some other games that definitely do that. Like, you know, Final Fantasy is obviously fantasy in a different kind of way. But in terms of like, I don't know, something uh, i don't know just something like that and also i'm it's just like i'm gonna get games pass instead of Mm -hmm. individual games through ps5 so right at some point i'll get an xbox something but probably one of those three games will be the one that'll be like all right now's the time or a really good deal sometime before that (laughs) whatever comes first 
Um, right. Boom, there it is. And, or some amount of just money windfall that just happens. And then I just randomly have lots of money. I don't anticipate that happening, but if it does, <laughs> then I'll like, probably comment, get that. Subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kate Michelle asks, now that we've seen the face of the mystery fortune teller in Age of Calamity, who do you guys think this is? Vati, Girahim, someone else, or maybe a whole new character altogether? Are you still watching trailers for this game? Because I'm not. I didn't watch. The, uh, I saw this trailer. Or I saw that the trailer was posted, uh-huh. and I saw, I think it was the trailer before this, and I was like, I'm going to play the game. I don't need to see the trailer. So I, like, I, I saw that the, was like, the villain has been revealed or whatever. Right? I think I saw a screenshot of the face, but I didn't watch this actual trailer. Um, so, yeah, I uh, did they say in this that this is the fortune teller? Is that confirmed, or is that something that we're assuming? Because I think, I mean, regardless, I think that it is probably the fortune teller that we know exists but yeah i don't know um i think it might just be a new character i don't think i would i think well then again i don't know i don't know yeah because like it could be like a freaking like um rogue one situation where it's like there's new characters in this Mm -hmm. whole story that we didn't know about before but now we do and the reason why we didn't know then is because they Mm -hmm. all died like it could be that yeah, but I feel like even with that, like a villain, like a, a big bad <laughs> would be re- referenced, right? Like yeah. if it was like that sort of thing. So I think that it's probably going to be like somebody that we do know or somebody that we don't know that doesn't really matter. <laughs> I think, I mean, here's what I think is that this will maybe set up things. This character will be referenced in Breath of the Wild 2. Um, mm-hmm. And like people pointed out that like the the dead figure in, in the sequel trailer, which we're all fairly confident is Ganondorf. Um, that like, Oh, that kind of looks similar to this character in some regards. And I don't think they're the same character, but they're re- probably related because they have similar jewelry and some similar things, but the other one's definitely Ganondorf. And, but this one, like, I don't know. They're also could And like, also the Ganondorf guy has been dead for like, thousands of years you can tell by right. the way his body is something 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 um mm-hmm. but like also there's time travel now so like you know who's to say somebody didn't send a body back ten thousand years for it to be something and whatever so i don't know it's interesting stuff i i'm leaning towards new character but a new character that'll tie into the sequel and then um yeah that kind of thing that's my guess i'm trying to find the trailer <laughs> <laughs> Um, in the meantime, I'm going to go to the next question. The Devil Man's Crybaby asked, do you guys have any tattoos? If so, what is it? If not, what would you get? I do not. And it's mostly because I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good reason to not get anything. I, yeah. uh, I have three tattoos. They're not super big. Uh, the first one I got is uh, right here. There's you can't see very well. It's a little one on my chest. It's a Trinity. I got it when I was 16. Um, I asked my parents for my 16th birthday. I was like, I want either uh, a tattoo or ear gauges. And I was like, <laughs> definitely they're going to say ear gauges or neither. They're not going to let me get a tattoo. I thought it was and they were be, like, I thought it was going to be, I want freaking a tattoo or a rabbit. <laughs> like, I thought it was going to be like something. <laughs> no sure wasn't that sure. oh man um so yeah i said tattoo or ear gauges i and my mom was like you're not getting ear gauges because if 
there's too big of a chance that like you'll Your pass it past the point off, of, you know, like I think cause she'd seen some people where like they had reasonable size ones and then they were like, oh, I'll stretch it a little bit. I'll stretch it a little bit. And they get to the point where they're like, and it's like they're freaking so big like, that it can't go back or whatever. The, the lip jewelry. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so she was like, not that, but yeah, they were like, yeah, you can get the tattoo. So I was like, Oh, uh, okay. Um, but yeah, so I have a Trinity there. Um, and then also I've got this on my arm, which is it's blank sheet music. Pretty much it's four bars. Um, it's got a treble clef, but the treble clef is around the B instead of the G, not for any reasons other than aesthetically it looked better that way. But somebody at some point looked at it and was like, it's around the B instead of the G. And I'm like, shut up. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares. So, <laughs> but the idea with this was, it was like the iPhones had been out, but I didn't have an iPhone. And uh, it was like, oh, I can keep a pen with me and use it. And if I have any ideas, I can just jot them down. Oh Cause I didn't God. have a voice memo app or whatever. <laughs> it was like uh, 2011 or something. <laughs> and I, I've used it maybe like 10 times legitimately. Um, but then I got an iPhone and I have a voice memo app and like, well, I'll show you guys how many voice memos I have on this thing. And this only goes back as far. So this is just like song ideas and stuff. And this only goes back as far as like, I don't know. Um, not very 2019. So there's, yeah. Nice. Long story short, the tattoo was super, would have been super inefficient for that. And the last one is I got a little, uh, heart here. It's kind of Zelda looking heart, but my wife and I both have this, uh, and it's sort of Scott Pilgrim related was what we were saying. Cause we both love Scott Pilgrim, but also it's just, we just both have a heart cause we love each other very much. Nice Ugh. dude. Nice. There it yeah, is. no, I don't have any tattoos. <laughs> you day. should also get a heart like me and my wife, and yeah, then you can, we're all connected and friends. That's, That's true. something. That's true. Uh, did you find what you were looking for at the trailer? No, I gave okay. up. Okay. <laughs> um, last one from Twitter. Lachlan Everett says, what can Nintendo do to make Kirby and Yoshi more appealing to hardcore Nintendo fans? Uh, mm. make it grander because it's like the mm-hmm. Kirby games and Yoshi games decisively feel and look like and are marketed as smaller things than mm-hmm. like a Mario game you know like they're they're very much so like double A if even that games mm-hmm. not so much triple A games they don't I, don't I don't even necessarily think they need to shift in genre like they, it doesn't even have to be like a 3D Kirby game or whatever it just needs to be a ge- or Yoshi or whatever mm-hmm. it just needs to be a game that is more fully featured and it has more of a point than just like get the thing you know mm-hmm. like freaking jump through the world you know yeah. um I, I think that's the whole of it but for kirby specifically i think they do need to go 3d for kirby. yeah i was just thinking about this too because i've thought about this in the past and i was like in 3d i feel like kirby just feels slow in general i think um and especially flying wise it's like yeah you can fly upwards but it's really slow and floaty and stuff like that but and it, it would be, be so easy, easy. Like visually like it would be easy to limit how high he can fly mm-hmm to like funnel you in and yeah right just have some clouds or something like that not even necessarily that just make it so that he can't fly that high right (laughs) yeah exactly like it could very much so be a thing of like he's like balloon like and like the amount of time it takes you to fly up a certain amount Mm -hmm. enough air is like expelled from your body Mm -hmm. (laughs) to not make it possible for you to go beyond that right you know 
so, but the other thought I had too is like, yeah. So then, you know, thinking about, you know, sick Kirby in a breath of the wild world, obviously that's two different things, but like, you know, sick Kirby and whatever, and like flying and trying to get to a different, like a different point in space would feel boring and tedious, but Mm -hmm. that's not to say that like pretty early on, you couldn't get equivalent to um, the paraglider in breath of the wild, but instead it would be a, you know, a, uh, absorbability or something like that where you can like glide down and stuff you can like fly up really high and then glide down fast to other places and start mm-hmm. to open it up a whole lot and yeah. that wouldn't necessarily need that. to feel like traditional kirby because it's just a new ability that you have right and like that and cool. it doesn't even have to be like that big you know right yeah yeah like no the, exactly uh mario odyssey mm-hmm. mario 64 sort of deal yeah uh, but just enough with the same thing that we've been doing for the past yeah. 25 years or whatever right like mm-hmm. especially with a game like kirby or a franchise like kirby where like there's a lot of offshoots where they try a lot of weird stuff like mm-hmm. why not try the the obvious progression <laughs> from a 2d yep. platformer before you try freaking pinball again you know like mm-hmm. yeah i i fully agree i think that's that's definitely the thing if feeling not very grand and feeling like levels take a while but they're easy is like just mm-hmm. not a lot of fun but yeah um continuing on what's the future for donkey kong because currently it's just a 2d platformer a great one but isn't that mario's job and what oh and yep and then there's another question but that's the end of that one um i think that it's fine for them to have multiple 2d platformers i think that mario and donkey kong control differently enough where they're like decisively different and they Mm -hmm. fit in different parts of the market like Mm -hmm. donkey kong especially as of late has been like their freaking like hardcore platformer of like if you're bad at platformers you're not gonna like this game bob (laughs) no Uh, (laughs) but yeah like it's very much so harder than regular mario games um so like they could still keep it a a 2d platformer but Mm -hmm. like can also try 3d again but i feel Mm -hmm. like 3d for donkey kong is like the well is poisoned on that (laughs) like you tried it and like it it didn't age that great Mm -hmm. um so maybe not i mean blessing uh, from kind of funny now uh he likes that game but i think he's dumb mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean there's a lot of people that still have a lot of nostalgia for it and like and i think they're dumb too <laughs> <laughs> i think it's one of those things that like if you go back and revisit it then you're like oh yeah that's that's not that great no but he did he did revisit it that well, was like the whole thing so, that they did but he's but dumb <laughs> i'm not if you go back blessing specifically he's dumb uh but everybody else whatever mm-hmm. dude nostalgia yeah huh so but yeah that thing i think there's enough people that remember liking it a lot but haven't played it in a while that if they make a new 3d donkey kong they'll be like oh yeah and i loved the first one and that's it Mm -hmm. you know like there's people in the that watch the like um you know the retrospective videos that show like this was actually a good game anyway they'll be fine to do that but i just think that nintendo's the type of company where it's like we tried that once (laughs) going back there and i mean there's like virtual boy they 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 went back to three i mean i feel like all it would really take is some internal team deciding they want to make a demo for uh, it yeah for sure and then yeah. just doing it and then nintendo who you know somebody would play if it's it and be good like, they're right, like fine cool. but yeah. it, i i couldn't see it being a thing that they're like we need a 3d right. Donkey Kong no. game freaking epd group four yeah. get to work in <laughs> <laughs> like yeah no i agree 
So, but that said, I mean, I think there's got to be a future for Donkey Kong in general. I, I'm yeah. not, I wouldn't be surprised if they've rounded out this second, like a second trilogy of Donkey Kong country games. And so we got one more 2d platformer one, um, kind of in this, you know, Donkey Kong returns. Yeah. Like what if thing. that was the other retro thing? Yeah. Or but, one of the other retro retro. Yeah. What the heck man? Retro like, <laughs> is so weird. Like hey, there's super weird. no other studio that's like retro because like even Sony, that mm-hmm. like lets their core studios like stew on games forever doesn't let their core studios stew on multiple canceled games forever and then like, ah, i'll go to the next thing i ah, are going to cancel this one too okay yeah. we're going to move to the next. i will cancel this one they don't do that you know like yeah. something's Which coming is, out and it's not <laughs> like any cool. of retro game it's not like any of retro's games sold sell that crazy. great yeah, you know exactly. like like the only thing that i mean they the review great Kong games but, sell fine um metroid very much so no yeah (laughs) and that's it you know they made the prime games the two donkey kong games and that's and they're like they're also like an and they helped a lot yeah yeah, they help studios Mm -hmm. develop their things um but yeah and and even that like that doesn't even necessarily make them like super valuable to nintendo because Mm -hmm. epd does that like that was like oh they had a whole thing within it was nintendo spd um that helped develop pretty much every nintendo first party game whether it be a retro or whatever they helped them with all that stuff but then they consolidated them into one thing and now it's like yeah yep yep mm-hmm. it's and then the last bit of lachlan's question is what genre can nintendo break into eg splat splatoon shooter uh it- Third party. I feel like we talked I about mean, this recently. Person, yeah, yes. Third person action games, like the mm-hmm. ones that Sony, like big epic, like freaking story driven games. Yep. Not I mean, that's the thing earlier. We talked about how Nintendo doesn't have a ton of super story heavy yeah, games. Yeah, right. And like, right. I mean, like Paper Mario has a story, but it's, uh, it's a, what's dialogue heavy game yeah. like that and even then, it's like it, even though like in gameplay, it's not an RPG, it's structured mm-hmm. like a game, right? Like, like an RPG. Yeah. Um, and they have, plenty of those you know mm-hmm. like they, they have story driven rpgs but they're like read the, the you know dialogue but mm-hmm. they're they're not like they don't feel as epic and like yeah uh, high production values and like all that stuff um i think that's mm-hmm. really the only thing that they don't do because yeah. like they've broken into pretty much every other genre at one point or another in yep. some way um and the i wouldn't be surprised if that's to, like, something that they would have retro work on after metroid prime yeah. 4 you yeah. know but because that, I mean, that's the, that's I the thing. Know. It feels like that's what they want retro to be. Right. Is yeah. Their Sony Santa Monica, that, whatever. Yeah, for like, sure. And that's what it feels like. Metroid prime is shaping up to be is like mm-hmm. their first at bat at a game like that. Cause mm-hmm. they're hiring a whole bunch of people that freaking used to work at like naughty dog and yeah, like right. Activision blizzard. And like all these <laughs> studios that make these huge games with like all these set pieces and stuff and mm-hmm. they're like we're making a story that it's gonna freaking pull at your heartstrings and stuff <laughs> it's like I it can't, feels like man. that's what they're, they're trying to do it's, i can't wait for us to play that game and look back at this time when we didn't know about that game uh-huh. and like just just see you know like yeah. i feel like because like we didn't even have yeah. that with like breath of the wild like there was a oh, yeah. I, there was a pretty long lead up of like we knew what like breath of the wild of some like breath of the wild zelda wii u <laughs> was mm-hmm. a thing since freaking 2011 and we didn't get it till 2017 obviously yeah um 
and we're looking at a very similar like life to that but we know way more and i think a lot of that is owed to the fact that retro is western so like mm-hmm. we see more of like the jobless things and stuff like that right um so that's what makes this way more interesting because like we don't see the turbulent like people leaving and being joined in and stuff whenever mm-hmm. it's a nintendo epd driven thing right mm-hmm. but since this is home you know like we're here yeah uh, we see every time that they're like oh there's a new job listing they're hiring mm-hmm. a new director you know yeah i i mean i think i've said it before but i'm still gonna say it i feel like we're gonna see metroid prime 4 like just a teaser trailer for it next year maybe even as early as the game awards this year i don't think and and i don't think in any way that's like and it's coming kind of almost soon. I think it's still like, it's forever away, but like but you waited long like, enough. Here's just like our wanna, concept. I don't know if they uh, want to do I know. that because they did that already and it mm-hmm. did not work. Like, cause what if they, I mean, I, I mean, it, it got hype up though for sure. And like, it's true, but then they got a freaking announce. Like, what if it gets delayed again or not delayed, but what if it gets like changed freaking again, reworked yeah. again? And like, we're not going to have this game for another five years or whatever. Yeah, so like, right. I just feel like it's something that they're like, Nintendo is not really the company that does that. You know, like there's, mm-hmm. they do it sometimes like with mm-hmm. Zelda and only Zelda. And that's literally it. Yeah. Where it's like, we're going to announce this game and re-announce it four more times before it actually comes. Honestly, out. but that's what I think is, I think they're trying to think of this game as Zelda. As Zelda. Yeah. So that's the only reason why I think they, they might do it, but I don't know. I don't know, man. I could I'd be, be off and like, it'd be cool, but be. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, now moving to the Discord, we got lots of questions. Uh, Alex Farrell eight asks, "I know this is kind of a stupid question, but how do you feel about Mario 3D All Stars?" I think it's dope. I think uh, it showed the uh, most people that game development is hard, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it, it gets better as time goes on yeah. because that's how the games work in mm-hmm. that collection. Um, so. I think it's, yeah, I think it's fun to have all the games accessible. Um, there's things that I, like, I would still love to see, uh, you know, Mario 64 remake someday. And this means that it's going to be even further before they do that or whatever. Yeah, but, but aside from what I, I want, it was the best awesome. case scenario when we yeah. were talking about like the room. Yes, exactly. Because, like we were talking about like what they would potentially do. And mm-hmm. the most likely thing that we talked about was like that. They're just not going to do anything yeah. <laughs> and just release it all as one thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was like, but what if they remake 64 and sunshine galaxy? They didn't really need a remake. Mm-hmm. Um, I want them to do that. Yeah, <laughs> right. Remake sixty four in Sunshine. Yeah, um, but outside of yeah, what I outside of my dream scenarios, like this is still great. You know, it works. Yeah, it's I'm fine. With it. I don't really have any gripes with it. I think that mm-hmm. our dream scenario. The, see, the thing about it is like a lot of people look at like Crash and Sane trilogy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But our dream scenario, even within our dream, we weren't like, I hope that they remake all three games and they package them for $60. Yeah, right. Very much so, like, these are going to be all $60, if not, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. a few of them, like, maybe uh, 64 being a solo thing, and then they do Sunshine and Galaxy together, mm-hmm. or Galaxy 1 and 2 together, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we we're yeah. very much so expecting to spend more money. <laughs> yeah. I was, but, yeah, I was thinking sun- or 64 and Sunshine together, Right. Galaxy 1 and Galaxy 2 together was right. my best guess. Mm-hmm. 
But we didn't get that. We got all three of these other ones. And yep, and Galaxy, Galaxy 2, 2 still doesn't make sense. But Galaxy whatever. 2 just never happened. Yeah. What a, what a thing is that. Uh, Cowboy asks, I'd love more explanation on how y'all would incorporate the Wild Area experience into Diamond and Pearl remakes if you were to change, if you were in charge of its development. All right, this is a video. I'm going to make this video. Somebody <laughs> okay. told me, somebody commented in on the video where it's like, well, multiple people did where they were for both of the videos that I was like, you mm-hmm. know, I see ideas. I'm like, I'm thinking about this. You mm-hmm. Let me know what you think. And then people are like, I want the Diamond and Pearl video. And also I want the like studios video, which is probably going to be next week's video. But yeah. Who knows? It depends on if I start on it. If I start on it like tomorrow, then it's going to be next week's video. But those videos balloon fast where yeah. it's like looking at the entire year and the fact that Nintendo like on average Average releases like 30 games a year <laughs> you know like trying to compartmentalize and say okay which ones do i want to talk about here and why and that whole thing but anyway yeah i'm yeah. gonna make a video about the remakes mm-hmm. specifically um probably around when they start to tease what their next game announcement is mm-hmm. or when they announce the remakes or whatever i'll do the whole video of like this is what i wanted to be <laughs> yeah you know so since I'm not, I mean, I'll be involved in that video because that's how we're doing mm-hmm. things now. But sure. since it's not my idea, I think I would say at, at minimum, just make the um, the areas that normally have tall grass, just have those be like they are in Sword and Shield now, where they're the Pokemon are just wandering around in the tall grass in real life and you just see them and like that. So that's good. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing, make the whole thing be like crown tundra and isle of armor where there's a controllable camera the whole way through and it's not just like you know fixed perspective like it is for the story parts of sword and shield um and then maybe in the same way of having like the sevi islands or something like that have a new separate area that's something different that's more wild area ish but those would be my very top level ideas um, having only played Diamond and Pearl once and a long time ago at that. So <laughs> mm-hmm. there it is. Yeah. But I'm curious what your ideas are going to be when they happen. We shall see. Uh, Duncan asked, y'all doing okay? Been a hell of a month and it's only the sixth. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I mentioned on Twitter that I'm going to be not on Twitter as much. Pretty much that just is like, I'll still like check notifications and check messages and stuff um every once in a while but i literally just, just realized doom scrolling <laughs> yeah that and even like i just realized i open my twitter app instinctively for no reason all the time yeah. and like i just don't like doing that anymore and it's become like a sort of fomo thing where like i'll just scroll through my feed and get to a point where i'm like oh i've seen this one before and then i'll open it back up two minutes later and i'm like i i hate this i don't like this in, at all i like interacting with the people that i interact with and that's a lot of fun but the just like mental part of twitter not so much so I, it's actually been really helpful just the past three days to not have been doing that as much has been very freeing so I'm Good job, everybody. so bad at that. I need to get to the point where it feels freeing, but <laughs> there'll be days where I just can't be on Twitter because I can't be on Twitter, like when I yeah. did the Twitch thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like so out of everything. Yeah, right. I don't know what the hell's happening, where and why, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but Twitter's freaking... like I, lo- I love Twitter, but at the same time, Twitter sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so, yeah, it's like... Hey, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, but no, we were talking. I mean, the the bigger picture part of all this. AJ and I were talking prior to the stream and stuff, and yeah, it's going to be an interesting next two months mm-hmm. until we find out what like officially officially happens. Um, yep. So it's been a really interesting time. <laughs> <sighs> yep, yep, yep. There we go. Uh, Dirt Marcos asked, I recently bought a huge Waylord plushie from the Pokemon Center online. That's awesome. Sick. And wonder if you could get a plushie of any character in what game or or in a game, what or who would you want? Personally, a bigger Waylord for me. <laughs> Yo, freaking Charizard. I had a Charizard that I got from like freaking Six Flags or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then there was like this freaking giant Entei. Um, oh, nice. And cool. I wanted that, but it was $250. And it was like either that or like a GameCube Oof. or something. <laughs> like GameCube. Um, but that's also sick. But no, Charizard, like a life-size Charizard, yo. Mm. I want it. Give it to me. It'd probably be like $1,000 because it's Charizard and it would right. be like 5'7". Yeah, or right. 4'7 or, or whatever. Uh, no, I think he's... It's 5'7". Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's 5'7". Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, freaking... Charizard. That's I can't I I wouldn't like interacting with a real life Charizard because he wouldn't be as tall as I want him to be. Yeah, he's that's, too small. Like, that's just not right. And <laughs> like, so it's, like the, po- the it's like an average. Like it's very clear that like, the I Pokemon know. heights yeah, yeah, yeah. averages because like when you go to like freaking Charizard Valley or whatever, yeah. Charizard like Ash's Charizard is like all small, and there's like these other Charizards that are like two of Ash's Charizard, mm-hmm. like. So that gives me okay. It says Charizards are usually five seven, but Ash's Charizard is taller than that at about seven feet tall. At and which point, Ash's that Charizard makes... is a small boy. So it's like, yeah, five seven. I feel like is an average. Like it's it's very much so. Like some Charizards are only four feet, you know. And then other Charizards are like yeah. And it says feet. and yeah, Ash's Charizard is rather small when compared to the Charizard living in Char Charific 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 Valley. Um, and all that so yeah i don't know in that case where on earth is five seven coming from i mean the pokemon the pokedex it's an average i'm telling you i know but like if the ones that we're seeing are ashes which is seven feet and the char civic valley those are all bigger then like that seems weird but the average those are there's just a super small one (laughs) there's just just some char stars that are like two and a half feet (laughs) like yeah uh yeah that's so that's it if if i if uh, charizard in real life was seven feet i'd be very happy with that um if it's five seven i i couldn't i just wouldn't be happy as far as a real life plush for me i don't know where i'd put anything maybe snorlax um not because it's my favorite but just because it would be the most fitting plush to just be sitting around whereas like if i had a squirtle or a blastoise or whatever i feel weird just having it sitting around because it just wouldn't feel like it fit that character and I wouldn't have a specific place for it. But it, Snorlax totally makes sense. Just like a Snorlax beanbag Yo, chair. Is that a thing? No, but the, yes. Um, the, the Psyduck is sick. <laughs> like the Psyduck, I feel like is a good plush for that reason, because Smart. like I could see Psyduck just freaking sitting there. You know? Yeah, no, you're totally right. Like also. Yeah. I just looked dope. up. Yeah. There's lots of, um, Snorlax beanbag chairs. Yeah, 100%. that's. I mean, they're money. <laughs> yeah, Snorlax. I mean, the the side the like four hundred dollars side. No, it's, it a, <laughs> it's dope. <laughs> Psyduck plush. Um, I don't know if I'm looking at the right one because I don't think I'm looking at the right. The I'm just looking size. at 
Oh, you can buy a life size. <laughs> is it like as life size is in as tall as a person? As tall as it is in the anime. Oh, okay. So yeah, kind of short. Yeah. Well, I mean, short right, relative yeah. to, but it's still like freaking four feet tall or something like that. Sonic is four feet tall. It's thirty-one inches tall. How tall oh, is thirty-one yeah. inches? Okay, that's less that's than like three two feet. And a half feet. Or yeah. Something. Okay. I'm down. That's fine. I'm. I'll allow it. <laughs> what a weird like, world <laughs> uh i mean butterfree is like we all live knocked out is like five feet i think knocked out is like almost charizard size if not yeah bigger. yeah knocked out is size um, knocked out is five three. Oh, <laughs> that's crazy yeah, there's some Pokemon that Noctowl's are just... taller than my ex. <laughs> like, yeah, taller than Ashley. No, it's the same as Ashley. I think she's 5'3", maybe 5'2", somewhere. 5'2 two and a half. We'll say that. That's crazy. That's insane. Noctowl's too big. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like Corviknight is friggin' huge, but that makes sense. See, but, yeah, Corviknight, the game, Corviknight makes sense that he's that big. So, when and it makes sense. being big just yeah. doesn't add up to me. But you know what? <laughs> if, we, if, if we started with everything was Pokemon Sword and Shield and you saw all the Pokemon in game, then I feel like you'd be used to it Yeah, just based off of that. But like, yeah, the fact that we're only used to seeing here's just a sprite of a thing and then we compare that to like, I'm used to an owl. An owl was this big. Then like, five yeah, and feet. Even then, like, so that's the thing that's weird about it because like, is it, I think Ash's Knockdown is probably small. Like, Ash's Knockdown is also small. Yeah. I'm looking that up too. How tall is Ash's knocked out? You have to sing it. Um, they might not say Ash's. No. This is just the freaking regular Pokedex. Um, you mean this is episode it? is? No, this. Oh wait, here's the thing of him no. standing. But, but yeah, no, that doesn't. That doesn't check out because <laughs> like force perspective and or just perspective in general. He looks smaller than that. Like, hold on. Um, yeah, it does look. I think it's smaller than a standard one because there's a picture of it next to another one. Um, yeah. And I see him standing in front of. Hold on. Wait, let me bring in. Share my yeah. Because we have the technology to do such. We do things. have the technology to do this. All right. There it is. See, look, like, look at this. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's definitely, for, like, far away from him. Yeah, like, he's yeah far from him and still... So like, he's, like, three feet, it looks like, right there, ugh. is my guess. Yeah, he's very small. Very small. Yep. What's up with Ash having all these tiny Pokemon? <laughs> I think they just probably make it aesthetically, like, here's what it should look like next to Ash, and then they're like... Ugh. His is weird, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just like work backwards from there. I think that's what uh, that's what messes up my head for like yes. what knocked out yeah. should look like. Because like knocked out just like Ash's knocked out messed up all knocked outs for me. Because yep. his knocked out shiny. So like the regular oh, knocked out yeah. is like stupid, you know? It's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. boring looking knocked out. But his is shiny is red and gold and whatnot. Yep. And it's small relative yep. to every other knockout. So it was like just yeah. messed up my whole perspective on knockouts, dude. Yeah. Remember the, the Pokemon movies? Yeah. They're fun. It's true. Pokemon movie 2000 also. That's like, yo, man. I think that's probably the one I saw the most. Is I think so for sure. Yeah. Uh, definitely. I mean, Pokemon, the first movie, 
second most, but Pokemon 2000, yeah. I had the VHS and just watched it over and over and over. I'd get out my ocarina and play the same thing that that one girl played on that made up ocarina ish instrument. Yeah, little, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the heck is her name? Melanie or something like that. Sure. Yeah. Some but man, crazy. I just thought I want to watch that again. Oh man. I think it's on Netflix or something. I don't think something. it's on. It's on something. It's not enough. I think it's probably on whatever thing. Like if you have the Pokemon like channel on Amazon or something. I think it's on. It's on some streaming service. At least it was. But where to watch Pokemon Two Thousand? This is turning into. <laughs> I always love the Wolf Den, where like Bob and Will are like, yeah, let's look that up right now. And uh, people yeah. comment, like, you should be prepared. But I'm like, no, it's so fun to like find out things together. Um, so we're just doing that. We're taking a, a page from, from Bob Pokemon and Will. TV, Pokemon 2000. Is this um, just queuing up the movie? Can I just watch the movie right now? Is that what's happening right now? I'm on Pokemon TV and I see a loading wheel. Okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe just through there. But it's not playing. So. What the? Um, Let me see if this is. Okay, it definitely is on Amazon Prime with the, yeah, Pokemon, with the Pokemon thing. thing for sure. But yeah, I don't. Um, and even then, like it's like two dollars or something. Like that. Yeah, it's right. Pokemon channel. Otherwise, it looks like it's. Um, yeah, it's not on any of the other There's things. There's a freaking just loading screen. Why is this loading? I don't What's know. It wants you to remember the glory of Pokemon 2000. Is it freaking Harley? Let me see. Because there's an app, and I think I have this app. We can move on though. But I'm cool. Glad. Will do. Uh, as you look that up, Bigfoot Boudreau asked, will girl boy Zelda from original Hyrule Warriors Yo, be in Age freaking, of Calamity? I read this ahead of time and I died because I was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, no, he means... Uh, Link, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's great. I love it. And then the next question, should girl boy Zelda from original <laughs> Hyrule Warriors be in Age of Calamity? <sighs> so good. Um, um, yes. Yes. No. <laughs> yeah. I I think no. He needs to be. I mean, she needs to be in um. In Breath Breath of the Wild sequel too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, how does that work? Oh, maybe. Uh, boy and girl Zelda have a gender swap at some point for just no specific reason. Just kind of happens. This is the thing that I hate about uh, this phone um, mm-hmm. so far. Is yeah, I hate about your phone too. Not, yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, some apps are not like freaking formatted right. Like, look at this crap. Look at the black bars on here, man. Like, what? Yep. That's dumb. Yeah, it's I agree. Mm, and then brr. there's freaking. Then there's Discord. Look at this crap, man. Uh, what That's dumb. Done? I'm so angry. <laughs> so stupid. Anyway, uh, on the camera through the webcam, it just looks normal to me. So I believe you that it's different. Open. Wait. Do, wait. Which phone? Do you have a phone like a, one of the all-screen iPhones? No, I don't. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, like mine's. It has. Yeah. Okay. So oh, I see what you're talking about. Then I see what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where it doesn't. It just cuts it off at the top to format it for a phone like mine yeah, instead gonna, of like yours. I'm going to show you on the way. That that's then. the freaking Wolf Den mod chat. Here it is. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Look at this. Mm. I hate, it. I hate yeah. it so much. Mm. I see what you mean. <sighs> Crazy times. Um, Mega Man asks, I can't remember if you guys have discussed this before, but what game collection other than Metroid would you like to see? We, uh, I made a video about this a long time ago. Like It's true. One of the earliest like videos that video I made. Or yeah, yeah. Second video after well, the, the second um, like action point. Video. Yeah, right. 
Um, I think Pikmin one and two. That would make sense. Um, Kirby well, collection. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say or all three, but we already have three. Right. So. <laughs> uh, There's already a Kirby collection though. Well, you can do another Kirby. Collection. Yeah, just do one. Twenty fifth anniversary or whatever. Um, swatch. <laughs> there were some other things that I'm blanking right now. Pokemon, every Pokemon game, but it will never happen ever. Mm-hmm. People were like, it was like the first seven gens or something. Like that. I think it's a rumor for the 25. I would be shocked. Dude. What? I would be oh, shocked to I, my core. <laughs> no, yeah. They, I, I mean, they're like Nintendo. They, I mean, they are partly Nintendo, but they want to monetize that as much as yeah, possible and do them all no at once. Way. Yeah, like, yeah. But I mean, if I they mean, do, color me impressed, but like, I, I can't see it, you know? I can see them maybe doing like all the DS games or something, or like the next thing up, because like we got all the Game Boy games that you could buy mm-hmm. individually on the virtual mm-hmm. console on the 3DS. Maybe they do like the Game Boy Advance games in a collection that's $60 yep. or something. But Or just like the Fire Emblem thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they do... Um, there's not enough generations for this, but maybe they do <laughs> the first seven generation or maybe even eight, and like you can like buy them for like a month and a quarter <laughs> for each <laughs> month and a quarter of yeah. next year. For the first eight gen or seven, I guess mm. they got to do seven because they yeah. can't do eight because we already got eight. So there's already rumors happening for what I mean. Obviously, there are there always are, but for what's going to happen for the 25th anniversary of Pokemon, yeah, there's like rumors that they're going to do like a general like seven generation wide collection thing. Man. But no, <laughs> you know it's like one of those yeah. it's like one of those rumors that like somebody's like this would be neat. Not yeah, so right. much like there's rumblings in the industry and everybody's like passing. It's not like Pokemon uh-huh. stars, right? right where yeah. a lot of people, it was like people playing a game of telephone where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, they use sun and moon to like test and see, mm-hmm. oh, you know. Man. Yeah. Otherwise, other game collections. I remember having ideas back on that video and I've forgotten what they are off the top of my uh, head. Mother so. one, two, and three. Yep. Uh, Freaking... Pokemon one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there's no Pokemon two. Um, all the freaking 3D Zelda games. Uh, I don't know, bunch of Yoshi games, bunch of. I mean, the thing is, like, so many of these things they also can just use for other collections, or I mean, or yeah. for like you know the um, online apps and stuff like yeah, that. They can true. like monetize in different ways. So. True. It's, it's hard to say what exactly they're going to do, but I mean, the Metroid one makes sense just because I, because they already did it. It's already a thing that exists. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yep. And I don't even mean specifically for switch, obviously like we don't right. know beyond a shadow of a doubt that that exists, but mm-hmm. the original Metroid prime trilogy exists. Yeah. yeah. Um, rock and Val asks, what are your expectations for next gen consoles? I'm thinking one of them is going to be called like, the PlayStation oh <laughs> Series X. And then the other one's going to be called Xbox the Super, Xbox Super Good. <laughs> That's my no. guess. Um, I think they're going to be shinier. Uh, you know, every generation, mm-hmm. that's how you know it's a good generation. That's right. And uh, like stuff got better is like there's more reflective textures. <laughs> you know, like that's, that's how you know. Like this looks better because it's more reflective. Um, you're going to see beads of sweat. <laughs> Uh, that's another next gen <laughs> thing. You're going yep. to see a lot of racing games because it's easy to make racing games look like real. You know, mm-hmm. it's real. Um, <laughs> it's going to be the same thing but prettier. Mm-hmm. Who cares? <laughs> like, 
Oh, yeah. and fast load times, dude. And a hard to, I mean, uh, hard to find any of them this holiday season. Yeah, true. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't have a whole lot of... I think it's... To me, next-gen consoles is just going to be exactly like PS4 and like Xbox. Current gen, yeah. But, you know, just newer ones. So, all that. <laughs> I do think... I mean, I, I have higher expectations in terms of difference for Microsoft than I do for Sony because I feel like Sony's been doing fine anyway. Microsoft obviously had a rough time for a lot of the mm-hmm. Xbox One generation, but now I feel like they're going to come out of that. So, uh, Or they, you know, they're already on their way out of that. But it really does yeah. depend on like, A, how long does it take their new first party or just exclusive games in general to come out? And B, when they do come out, do they turn out as well as we're hoping? Or is it like, oh, they sure, yep, they have a lot more exclusive now, but they kind of suck. In which case, mm-hmm. that would suck a lot. But I don't really anticipate that, but it could happen. Yeah, we shall see. We shall see. Uh, Tosca asks, is the PS5 worth getting at launch and which version is best to get in your opinion? Depends on you. Um, I don't think it's worth it for me personally at launch because I already have a PlayStation 4 and the only mm-hmm. game that I care about is also coming to PlayStation 4. I think, I think even the Sackboy Adventure, I think that might be coming to PlayStation 4 too. Oh, really? And huh. I think that initially it was like well initially they announced that nothing was coming to playstation 4 they're like right all our playstation 5 games or playstation 5 games and then like they uh not backpedal because obviously this was the thing that they planned to do the whole time yeah but they were being uh disingenuous (laughs) yeah that's so (laughs) scummy to me like i don't know like that's the honestly like i talked earlier about like i'm probably you know i'll probably get an xbox and stuff and said but it largely there are specific game reasons why it makes more sense for me to get an Xbox and a PS5 anyway, but a lot of it is also just bias against Sony right now. I'm just yeah. like, it's feel gross. No, same. Like, I don't Big like same. it, you know? Yeah, that's so what, like, I mean, part of it is because like what I said, Yeah. also right. like Sony is acting like Sony acts yeah. when they're ahead. It's yeah. like, I don't what are you going to do? Not buy a PlayStation? <laughs> you know, like, that's how they act. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think the reasons that a PS5 could be worth getting a launch is, A, if you if don't have you, a PlayStation 4. If you don't have a PlayStation uh, 4 and have $500 laying around and can find a pre-order or can buy it, and you want to play. have a PC. Yeah. Because if you don't have a high-powered PC that can run... Yep the next generation right. games and stuff like that i mean because the um, thing was like, was... you already have a gaming pc and you you have extra money to burn and you want a next gen console then go mm-hmm. for the one that's going to have exclusives that you can't play on your pc yeah but if you don't have a pc you want a next generation console yep. and you want like the best possible experience visually and all that crap mm-hmm. xbox or you just want to freaking have a next gen console that's like financially more responsible because you can buy the console for $500 or $300 and then spend $15 a month and you play whatever game that they release. That's first party. There you go. I mean, the other thing like the benefits that the PS five does have is the, um, what's it called? The PS plus games or whatever it is. The, yeah, but those are old games. I mean, but that's the thing. Like if you never had a PS four and like, Mm -hmm. cause I, I'm interested for sure in God of War. I'm not interested enough in it to do anything about it, <laughs> but of the games, like God of War is one that's like, yeah, that could be fun to play. But if you're like, man, I wish I played God of War. I wish I played um, 
you know, Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn or any of these other games, then like, yeah, that could be something worth, you can get all those games for, you know, for free essentially with it. But, um, but then otherwise, if you don't care about those and you don't care specifically about Demon Souls or whatever, then yeah, to me, yeah. The Xbox seems like a better it's, it's next-gen a option. very much so a thing of like, that's not a selling point at all for me with yeah. the PlayStation because one, I have a PlayStation right. 4. Yeah, Two, yeah. if I didn't have a PlayStation 4, I'm not going to freaking play the games that I didn't play. You know, I'm going to yeah. play the, the new stuff, you yeah. know? Um, so, eh. <laughs> you know, like, and it, it kind of sucks because like, at first, what what was going to happen was like my Xbox was going to be like my cyberpunk machine. It was like that's how I'm playing twenty seventy seven, but now that got delayed too. So it was like, well, rip, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, hopefully that answered your question and didn't wasn't disappointing or whatever. But that's how we feel. So there you go. Uh, last question is from Sour Skrillex, who asks, "How long could it take to get your hands on a next gen console if you don't if you didn't have the chance to pre order it?" Mm. I think that's going to depend on a lot of different factors because mm-hmm. we're in the middle of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're in the world you are probably too. Like some yep. areas are just going to get more than others. And also which one you want or whether or not you care, which yeah. one specifically. Right. Because like, I think like they're going to have series S uh, stock sooner than they're, than they're going to have series X stock, you know? And like, it's probably going to be the same thing for like, they're going to have less stock of like the discless version of the PlayStation five, but for the opposite reason, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Cause like they're going to make more Xbox series S's, mm-hmm. I mean X's because they know more people want those. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people are going to want to buy the series S, especially if they like debate buying an X now. And then there's like, there's no exclusive, but I still want an Xbox just in case. Yeah. But right. Spend less money. So I'll buy the S, you know, like it's, yeah. There's too many variables to like give a, a solid figure, but I would I would say like you would probably be able to like check back monthly, mm-hmm. like where, if it's like there's no stock in November, which it sounds like for PlayStation there's no in store stock for the first week, and then the week after that there will be in store mm-hmm. stock. Um, Xbox, I don't know. It seems like they're just all in one shot. Like there's going to be in store stock. And- I think. Best, there was, I saw something where like Best Buy isn't going to have any in-store stock of either one this holiday season or something, which probably that's because I remember when the Switch was really out of stock, I called GameStop and asked them like, hey, do you guys have any Switches? Because I was looking for one for my Mm sister-in-law. And they were like, we, the um, warehouse gets it first and then they'll sell it online. And if Mm -hmm. any extras are around, they'll send them to us, but the warehouses are selling out. So we're just not getting any outside of every once in a while randomly we'll get some but usually we just don't get any so i think honestly with all this thing like if you don't want to be in a dire situation where you have to suddenly make a decision like oh here's a ps5 sitting right in front of me do i buy it or not buy it or series x or whatever same thing uh decide ahead of time if you want to be in if one of three I camps, this, I am buying it. Yeah. yeah. Either, either you're the kind of person that's going to set up alerts and do every single thing possible to get it as, as much as possible. In which case there's maybe still a chance you can't get it. I don't know. It depends on how available it is either that, or then you're the kind of person who you'll opportunistically either get it or not get it, but decide what camp you want to be in first so that you don't run into bad money situations where it's like, I don't actually have $500, but here it yeah. is, you know, set aside the $500 so that, you know, and then when the time comes, you can either get it or not get it. But 
that's, you know, it's going to be tricky regardless. It's true. Best of luck. (laughs) For sure. And best of luck uh, having to wait a whole nother week until our next podcast, because that's maybe what you're going to have to do. Unless you go back and listen to an old one, which I guess people do that sometimes. I don't know. There's 136 of them. (laughs) This is true. Um, but yeah, otherwise we'll be making videos. Well, technically there's we'll more than that because there's like the freaking like special one. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> so there it is. Um, but also tune into yeah the videos that we make this week and then uh, Twitch as well to watch AJ stream some stuff. And I think we'll be yeah, showing up on a podcast with. X, that's true. We'll be showing up on a podcast with Max at some point on uh, over on his. And I'm going to be on Wolf Den Live. The week after next week, apparently. Nice. For anything specific? No. It cool. was just Bob was like, Hey, you want to do Wolf Den Live next week? And I was like, Okay. And then he DM'd me and was like, Hey, next week is current <laughs> like next gen console. Yeah, so right, maybe right. the week after that. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> so there <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's it from us. Have a Bye. good time, y'all. Bye. Bye.